Okay, now, I was watching the video of Rob Zombie at the birthday show seven years ago, the big birthday show, and he performed this song live with his band, and it was fabulous. And I was watching that last night on either Instagram or Twitter, one of those. And, man, he is a good entertainer, that guy. I mean, he does kind of the Rob Zombie stomp, like a dance. But he's good. He's good. And his band looks good. They all look like they would be in Rob Zombie's band. You know, they all had nail polish. And, but not in a femme way, like in a very masculine way. I was very impressed with Rob Zombie's performance at the birthday show. And, uh, you know, I love that guy. So, there you go. I'm looking at Robin. We're having a lighting issue with Robin's... Uh... Do I hear Robin? Are you talking at all? You can hear. Yeah. Oh. I just didn't have the mic on. I'm so discombobulated. I've been trying to fix the lights. <laughs> oh. What all happened? Morning. Fuse? getting ready for the show. A fuse blew? No, I don't know. It's just the... the... Studio lighting did not come on. Oh, and well, it's all right. And they have me fix the uh, computer, <laughs> which didn't work out too well. I like the look. It looks kind of like um, Halloween. like Mood lighting. Yeah, like someone's <laughs> going to come up behind you. <laughs> I should have worn a costume. I was. There was so much going on this weekend, but I was going crazy. You know, I watched Beverly Hills Housewives. I love that show. And, you know, the, the primary reason that you, you watch that show, you, you sit there and you go, geez, each of these women is so horrible. They're such horrible people and vomitous. You, you know, you, it's great to watch such over-the-top behavior. And one of the things they do is all of these women have great wealth. And they buy, like, one woman. Uh, there's a new member, the Asian woman. I don't know her name. She Crystal. married Crystal. Thank you, J.D. He's a big fan. Crystal is married to a famous Hollywood director. I never heard of the dude, but uh, evidently his credits are pretty major. And I don't know if I if I was married, I'd say, "Honey, how about like we're making enough money? Do you really need to put our lives on TV? Is it really that important for us to make you into some sort of bizarro star for doing nothing but showing off your handbag?" And she's always like, "You know, I don't buy a lot of expensive things. I really watch out for money." The next thing you know, she's got. Listen to this. A $95,000 pocketbook, a purse, <laughs> Hermes. That's not a lot, apparently, for a handbag. <laughs> oh, my God. What? I said to my wife, I go, I mean, you're into fashion. My wife likes nice things. But could you ever imagine buying a $95,000 bag? I mean, I would. I can't imagine how you could ration. And you should see this bag. It's a little tiny bag. And it's got like little leather. Uh, it almost looks like it's like 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 squares on it or so. I mean, it's so nothing. I can't imagine how they get ninety five thousand bucks for this thing. But it's got to be a case of the emperor's new clothes. In other words, well, that's all that handbag stuff is because right there are certain bags, the Birkin bag I've heard of, and this one and that one that go for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I tell you, Robin, I watched that show. I can't believe. So anyway, why did I bring this up? I was sort of uh, 
uh, I always say to my wife when I'm watching this show, I go, these women show their diamonds. This guy Mauricio got his wife a, a, a million dollar pair of diamond earrings. Can you imagine? Million dollars for these earrings. It's ridiculous. How big are those diamonds? I mean, what do I know? But they, I mean, they look nice. Don't get me wrong, but a million dollars. So I always say to my wife, geez, if I bought you a million dollar pair of earrings, don't put them on TV. These people give you tours of their house, all the new shit they bought, all the jewelry they have. Now, if you're a criminal, you sit and say to yourself, holy cow. Would I rather to go try to rob a bank or a jewelry store that has tons of security? Why don't I just drop by their house, you know, and fucking clean break a window, <laughs> clean them out. I'll bring my gun and I'll fucking hold them all up. Well, sure enough, a bunch of them have got their homes have gotten hit. And this past weekend, Dorit Hemsley or Helmsy, I don't know what her fucking name is, Dorit. Th- these guys came in in the middle of the night while her children were sleeping and uh, they they came in and they robbed her for ten. She's like, "Don't hurt me, my babies are she in the other there. room." She was there. Everybody was. She there. was there. Everyone's wow. there. And they and the 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 the, the, the criminal was smart. He's like, "Hey, fuck you! What are you gonna do?" And uh, she's lucky she didn't get raped or something worse or killed. And uh, but and her kids, she's lucky. But they they want to show this affluence and show you everything in their house. Lisa Renna. She got a garage full of vintage clothing that evidently yeah. is worth millions of dollars. So, you know, and she's showing it's right in my garage here. Come, you know, there's no security. I, as far as when I read this, uh, Dorit Helmsley, uh, thing, they don't have a security guy. They, they don't have anybody. They don't have anything. Do they? Um, I mean, they must have a security system. I don't know. These, these, the robbers evidently got right in. So, wow. fuck it. And the husband wasn't home. He's over in England. He evidently manages Boy George. I don't know what kind of living you make. Guy seems to have Doesn't a ton he of dope. Live in their garage, their garage. <laughs> Boy George was living there with him for a while, and I'm like, <laughs> you, you're making all that money off Boy George. Boy George doesn't have that kind of money. You guys still wearing the same clothing from the fucking nineties? Give him some of it. Yeah, give Boy George a couple of bucks. Give him some earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal's husband is Rob Minkoff who directed a bunch of animated movies, including the original Lion King. Uh, that's the the Asian woman I was talking about who got the $95,000 Birkin bag. She's another one. She's, uh, I believe, from she's originally Chinese. And every minute she goes, I love my heritage. I love showing people my heritage, my heritage, my heritage. And I'm like, shut up. It's the, you, you, you got to say something interesting, honey, if you want to stay on that show. Stop with your heritage every minute. Shut up, do some sit down. Shit. Yeah. Right, Dad. <laughs> Shut up. Sit down. <laughs> anyway, I watch all those shows. You know I love it. I love it. Love well, my Erica you know, that, that had happened. That happened to uh, Paris Hilton at one time when she was doing all those TV yep. shows. There was a whole group of young people who used Getting to hit. watch all those shows and and watch and read their social media figure out when they were not at home yeah and they'd go bump you know knock off the house they got uh on that one show i believe uh kyle richards has been robbed uh now uh dorit i think there were a, who else got robbed i think there's a whole list of them what do you think of and that? And they still haven't learned after all the, you know, they, you think one robbery would teach them. 
but it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see what's going on in there. You go, well, this, you know what? This might be worth a shot at uh, getting in there and taking a few things, take a few items. Uh, everything there is worth at least a hundred grand a piece. No matter what, you got salt shakers. They had what's her name was showing off her wealth. Uh, um, um, Paris Hilton's mother, I forget her name, uh, Kathy oh, Hilton. Kathy. I forget what Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton. She was showing off her wealth. She had like a, a vase, big, ugly, gaudy vase. Each vase was uh, worth like a hundred grand or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Use your head, man. Don't be showing people that shit. If you got vases worth a hundred grand. That means you got enough money. Stay off TV. Well, Best thing that could happen to her. Her vases. She shows her servants. You know, like when they have a dinner party, she's got people standing around waiting for them to need something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's like uh, being the royal family. I mean, right. uh, some people, some people in America got lives like uh, I. You know, I make a good living. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I don't live like that. That's fucking wild. Like, like where you got a guy standing over you while you're eating, kissing your ass. <laughs> You know what I mean? They had one guy, like a Jeeves type, you know, going... Uh, right, he's in a tuxedo. Um, Ma'am, I believe your dinner will get cold. Please hurry and eat it. You know, like, he's worried. Hey, J.D., what's up? No, I was going to say, another one, uh, I mean, I I don't know if it got confirmed yet. Erica Jane said uh, her Ooh. husband, Tom, got home invaded. Someone walked in into his house. Uh, after, you know, he showed off all his wealth and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's an epidemic out there. I don't believe any of that shit that she says. I'm not, uh, no, I'm not on her yeah, team. I mean, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, if he got robbed, he deserved to be robbed. She's two a little too, cars. <laughs> she's a little too fucking angry to, you know, what do you want from me? <laughs> you know, Am I like, angry enough for you now? I saw that one episode where <laughs> yeah. she's like, Oh yeah, you're she's watching. Only, she's yelling at the women. She's not yelling at her husband who did all these, this stuff. These broads have no shame whatsoever. <laughs> they got no shame. And uh they dress shame. inappropriately too. But fuck it. I don't want to get into it. I, I talked enough about it. But anyway, they, uh, the the point of the story Ooh. is if you're gonna be that rich, the best thing you could be in life is rich and have anonymity. These broads have tons of money. I don't know why they want to be on TV, but they got to get on TV and show off all the expensive shit in their house. And then they're shocked when they get robbed. There are a yeah. lot of people watching who, you know, have criminal mentality. They go, where did where's this chick live? Okay, let me go check out what's doing. And got they got to tell everybody what they're doing. And, you know, so you can pretty much tell when somebody's home and when somebody's not. Yeah, the, ed oh, yeah. The editors, the editors even put like you know they'll show the bag and then I'll put how much it is on, on the ninety five grand. Like, I'll tell you what's wrong for the criminal. I feel bad for them. You know what's going to happen when they go to fence this shit? That bag is going to be worth seven dollars. So like, Get the fuck out of here with <laughs> that bag. Not real, you think? Yeah, <laughs> it's a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving you ninety five grand for that shitty bag. <laughs> oh god, the world is so fucked up. Hi, TV viewers. Here's where I keep the, the the spare key to my home where I have my million-dollar earrings. Fucking crazy. Paul, you're on the air in New Jersey. What's up? Hey, Howard. Huge fan, longtime fan. I um wrote down a couple questions I wanted to get your take on. You always talk about when you watch porn, you watch you porn instead of Pornhub. Yeah. Um, when Pornhub's generally regarded as a better site, like the clips are longer, 
You get better overall material. Any reason why you, you, you choose the, the one over the other? And I have one other question before you hang up. Okay. No. Well, oh, you want right. me to answer your question? Well, first of all, I've done yeah, a side by side comparison of you porn and Pornhub. Oh, and I, I got to tell that. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got to tell <laughs> you, like number it's one. Never reports of porn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to tell you. Yeah. I mean, they're all owned by the same, I think, company, but. I'm trying to give you the answer, Paul. I'm trying to blah, tell you blah, my blah, thought. Blah. Sorry. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have no brand loyalty to you, porn. In other words, uh, it's not like my toothpaste that I love, and I have to get the same one. So I'm open to both you, sure. porn, and Pornhub. And every time I go on Pornhub, I do not mm-hmm. like the clips or the movies that they show. I don't know why. I can't tell you exactly, but you, porn, hits the spot for me. Um, when I go to the categories and I put in, um, uh, you know. Uh, stepmom and stepson porn i see a whole listing of great uh, you go into teen or whatever the category is and let's be clear teen means 18 plus robin and some of these broads look like they're 30 i hope so because uh, i would yeah. hate to see you hauled out of your house for right watching a real no i'm trusting <laughs> by the way it's like the set of a movie you know when they go well we trust that the armorer has checked the gun that's I'm trusting right. that I'm trusting that you porn is really not giving you teenagers, <laughs> but giving you older people. Uh, you porn always the worst day of your life. What was Howard arrested for? I'll be I'll be truthful. I could spank one out in three seconds on you porn and Pornhub. I'm searching and looking. I don't know. I just never find good clips. I don't it's know. Crazy. But they have better quality, high def. Really? Longer clips. I think maybe you should revisit it, but all right, here's the other question. I well, have first of you. all, I watch on my phone, so who cares about yeah, high maybe def? Maybe he doesn't even care about high def on a phone. High def. In fact, some of these broads, you wish they, it was a little blurry, so you wouldn't see them so clear. <laughs> <laughs> high def. <That's> true. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I like to I like to get poor. I like to spank. Yeah, exactly. I like to spank it out real quick. Uh, you know, I heard a funny thing. I'll get to your next question, Paul, but Ronnie, right. um, was Ronnie's birthday the other day. And for his birthday, he went oh. out to dinner with 10 people. And they're, I mean, I don't know. I don't see any masks or anything. Ronnie's going to get COVID, but, um, I didn't remember Ronnie's birthday. Yeah. He was all upset that the, you and me and Fred didn't, uh, text him or something on his birthday. And I was oh, like, dear. douche. You told me last year you hate your birthday. You don't want to do anything. So I didn't text. I knew it was his birthday. I got it right in my calendar. He, I saw my gift to him was not bothering the dude about being 70 fucking two years old, which is no fucking Douche. picnic. Do. But uh, then he was going around behind my back, bad mouthing me to everyone that I didn't get in touch with him. Oh. Meanwhile, I have a whole tribute to him today on the air I planned, but fuck him. I'm not going to do it now because he's going around bad mouthing Do. But um, you better be careful. 72-year-olds do great with COVID, I'm told. And by the way, I was speaking to an expert. You know how some people think, yeah, I'll get COVID. And if I get multiple exposures, I'll be okay. The more exposures you have, the greater risk of death. Um, believe it or not, it works the opposite way with COVID. That, well, uh, that's keeps what all bu- those personal scientists, you know, they're doing their own research and listening to God knows what. And they think, oh, my, my, uh, what do they call it? Natural immunity. You know, I got no. natural immunity. No, better. No, 
people are morons. These people who won't get vaccinated are idiots. These people who think, oh, I'll build up natural immunities. No, stupid. Every time you get COVID, it's worse. It doesn't work that way. It's not like you built up some kind of great immunity and now the next because time you, you get it, it <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just as bad, if not worse. It wears you down. It keeps coming back at you. You're so fucking stupid not to listen to scientists, but I don't care. Let you all drop dead. Uh, I just wish I wish because Bill Maher is now moving in a weird direction. He starts saying, you know, they keep saying 700,000 people died of COVID. He says, you know, we haven't really nailed down what all those 700,000 people died of. It wasn't all 700,000 people. Forget about that. Five million people worldwide have dropped dead from COVID. Forget about 700,000. But now people are saying those weren't all COVID deaths, including yeah, okay. Bill Maher. He says, look no. at Colin Powell. He what? had cancer and Parkinson's, and they're saying he died of COVID. Yeah, that's what he died of. His immune system was weak. He was probably on chemo. And, uh, of course, I have no time for fucking stupidity. Hey, um, <laughs> I'm just Ronnie, what, what's out there? Ronnie, what are you going around badmouthing me? I didn't call you on your birthday. What are you, seven years old? You fucking maniac. What's wrong with you? Going around telling the staff. Oh, Howard doesn't remember. Seventy. How old are you, dude? Seven or seventy-two? I didn't go around complaining. You're like a baby. I got a whole tribute I I planned for you, and and now you're now you're bad mouthing me. I said to one person who fucking Hmm. interviewed me on Friday. That's it. I heard everybody. Robin didn't reach out to me on my birthday. I reached out to her on her birthday. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. And I, yeah, uh, seven year now old. It's who, now it's who cares. But no, if yeah. nobody did it to you or Robin, they'd be up. You told me you hate your oh birthday. Did you not say that? Did you not say <laughs> yes, you okay, hate your whatever. birthday? And you know, dude, I, you, did you, you not say to, to me, I can't stand my birthday? Why would that's I call you and point. congratulate dude, you? Not the point. My sister, dude. my sister, my, my own sisters. Point, okay. My own sister what? said to me, it's not the point he goes. My own right. sister says to me, I, I just wish for my birthday. This is a couple of years ago. No one would remind me of my birthday. My sister's four years older than me. She goes, I, I just, I can't stand my birthday. I said, Alan, never calling you on your birthday again. You got it. This maniac, oh, I don't want my birthday. I hate my fucking birthday. I wish no one celebrated my birthday. So, so I didn't call you because you don't then like your birthday. Why do you want people calling you? Because he's a baby. I don't know what he wants. Okay. Yeah, I'm a baby. Add it with you. Good. You have fucking, you have fucking three years left to your life. You want me to remind you that? Happy birthday. Okay. Now you got it. Thank you. Three years left to your life. You mean you're going to be the ground in three years? (laughs) You know what I learned about Ronnie though? Ronnie had a birthday party. I got tape of it, but it's, it's crazy. He's sitting there with 10 people all close to him, no mask. And then he says, dude, we, the only time Dude, we not in the video the I saw. Off. Yeah. Let me ask you something. The only time you take the mask off is you're eating. Okay? Bullshit. I got video of you. They Dude. bring over the birthday cake. Ronnie right. now is going to blow on the birthday cake. Oh, when he, blow, he blows like, like um, you know, with the oh, COVID. God. And he turns to the dude next to him, one of his fancy friends, and he goes, my fans hey, help, right. help me blow out the cake. I guess Ronnie must be on an oxygen tank. He needed somebody to help him. He doesn't have enough right. air to blow no, out it, the candle. You got to watch this video. The two of them are blowing on each other like a windstorm. Yeah. And okay. they're blowing all over the cake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You had to see this birthday party. I'm like, Ronnie's going to get fucking COVID. 
It wasn't. It was a dinner. It wasn't a birthday party. Whatever it was. Anyway, Ronnie had a good night on his birthday, which I'm happy about. Went home. Stephanie and Ronnie watched porn, and then fucked. Okay. On Pornhub. On Pornhub. You like Pornhub, yeah. huh? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> How do you watch it? Oh, you watch it on. He used Ronnie. to watch videos, so this is new for him. No, we watched it. We watched it on the big screen TV. Oh, you got it hooked in through the TV. Ronnie, yeah, I got that. Ronnie, too. Ronnie. Yeah. How much better is Pornhub than you porn? So how are I don't know. Uh, to me, just get it. You know, get the porn up there. I don't Who cares, know. right? Exactly, dude. It's not that yeah. important. But anyway, okay. Um, I got to tell you. So Ronnie, evidently, I didn't know this about you. He, he, the, the Stephanie, his fiance, likes porn where two girls get it on. You know, that's her thing. And Ronnie says they have to watch the whole porn. I don't know one dude on this planet who watches a whole porn. I've never lasted. I watch it. I spank it. As soon as it is, as soon as it's the, the, the horrible evil shit spews out of me into that dude. tissue and I flush it down the toilet, I get rid of that fucking. Um, porn. Not, I don't even want to be reminded point. what a degenerate I am. That's so, not the point. So this guy, he makes her watch the whole porn, and I'm like, "What's it? What? Like the it's hell the Godfather? They're like watching how, a movie." But porn yeah. is mind numbing. Exactly. Yeah, but but dude, porn is like mind numbing. How much can you watch dude, of that, dude? It's it's not that long. Number one, it's like really twenty a uh, fifteen twenty minute show on right. TV. Yeah, but it gets her more and more worked up that we're not doing anything. It gets yeah. her more worked up. Let me ask you something. Does it bother you in a way that your girlfriend is so into chicks? You know what I mean? Like, the, does no. it bother you? No, no, no. All right. She just likes girl on girl porn. So what happened? You watch that, and then she's all worked up, and then you banged her, right? Ah, pussy. Yeah, we had a great night. All right. Her pussy. I, I could not sit I mean, through 20. Don't you, don't, don't you think if she's into girl on girl porn that she would be receptive to being with a girl, like a hot chick, like in real life? I mean, I think that's she is receptive. She is. Comebacks, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, she's into women. Oh, what's wrong, what's wrong with that? Did you get any oh, pegging? F- did you get any pegging for your birthday? Did you get like uh, anything in your ass? No. No. Oh. No, it's a little. I'd be a little no, more upset about on that. Your birthday, dude. Everything's packed away still. We're still unpacking it. Oh. Anyway, um, Ronnie had a good a, birthday. One of my other questions, dude. Do you want me? One second, dude. Do you want me to call you on your birthday? If you do, I'll start again. I mean, uh, if no, that's important to you. No. I thought you don't. I mean, the way you're complaining, I was like, I thought the guy doesn't like his birthday. I, he hates it. I'm fine. Anyone who don't have, anyone who don't calls have you on your I'm birthday good. is reminding you of a day you that you hate. Everybody, everybody didn't call. It's all good. A lot of people called. Do what text? Most people text me. What's the actual day? October what? Twenty eighth. All right. He was Dude. upset Put that in my that, calendar. Never forgetting again. No, I he don't was, forget your forget. birthday. Do I? Did I? No, do I you call don't. you on your birthday, Robin? You do all the time. Okay. Do you know what? He was going around saying the main characters on the show didn't call me. No, oh, Gary character. called me. Like, I'm Gary a character. Well, Gary you said me. the main character, so you were talking well, about Gary's Gary. Gary's one of the main characters. It was I, Fred, I, I Robin, and Howard. Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And he went, I knew Happy Fre- birthday. Fred never does. So I was I didn't expect it from Fred. <laughs> I never I never said anything about Fred. I said I d- didn't expect it from Fred because he never does. But that's that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, don't be so offended. I'm not offended. I'm not offended, dude. I just made a comment. That's it. I'm so happy when people leave me the fuck alone on my birthday. This dude asked me a question. I answered it. That's all. Do all hurt over there? Yeah, all hurt. Yeah. I I, I, let me tell you about me. I I'm a good friend to you all year round. You don't have to worry about your birthday, dude. Damn right. I know that. I know that. Okay. Baby, you're in the new house, huh, Ronnie? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, nice. Congratulations. All right. Thank there you. you go. Ronnie in a new room today. Yes. Um, yeah, we're just, Paul, we're what was your other question? Organized. <laughs> All, right. All right. This may be a little personal, but when you when you bang Beth, do you go down on her each and every time you have sex with her? Depends what or she wants. You know, I mean, uh, she's not, she likes, um, she likes. Most to, women she, love that, so. I, I mean, don't think I do it very well, good because uh, she do doesn't that. really put in the big request for that or is looking for that. Or, you know, a lot of times she's like, let's get to the main event. She likes it, you know, right away. So I do whatever she wants. I'm grateful she wants to have sex with me. So, you know what I mean? I think you should give that maybe give give that more of a um, a shot. I think women love that. If you do, I mean, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do it, right? I think you can well, it out. All right, last evidently, question. Evidently, I don't do it so good. Really? Yeah, who cares? I don't know why to do that. I mean, all I do is take my tongue and start lapping down there like a (laughs) fucking dog. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. do. You Uh, have to do it in in a way that the woman is going to... You're doing it for her, not for yourself. I understand. I don't know what she wants. I'll tell you, some women think I'm great at it. There was a woman I went out with who thought Robin. I was a prince. Wait, you don't listen, Paul. Robin. There was a woman. I, I do listen, of course. <laughs> I I was with a woman once who thought I was the best at it. But I didn't know what I was doing. All I was doing is like, you know, basically I take my tongue and I take that area and I go. 69! Like that. And, do you and she enjoy liked, it or not? It was she enjoyed it and it got me no, off. No, I'm asking you if you enjoy it. I mean, yeah, sure. It got me. It got me. I I was excited about it, but uh, but yeah, because I mean, it that's was nice. What makes people good at something? They yeah. really enjoy it. Absolutely, like see, yeah, I, I like enjoy it because I know my wife loves it. You know, Cunt. So but I Robin's asking that. you something else. She's saying, "Did you enjoy the process of doing it?" And I did. And it was kind of hot. But then again, when someone's... It, now, do I know from one person to the next, I do the same thing. I go... <laughs> and, they, and if they like it, they like it. I don't know. I mean, some people you gotta like work, it. you got to work at it, dude. I'm not going to work at it. I, I, I mean, i got enough work. Work at it. I don't... Yeah, but this, this, pussy. Is, fun, this, is, fun, this is fun work, dude. Uh, well, well, what's I, he supposed uh, to practice on, uh, Ronnie? Yeah, an orange <laughs> on his wife. See that pussy? You practice on your wife, man. Yeah. What if he wants me to? I'll do it. She t- she 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 uh, Ron, is, she Ronnie rules knows. the roost. Ronnie knows. You know how I am with women. All right, here's a. I do whatever it is you know in that's in my repertoire. In other words, uh, I have a couple of things in my repertoire. I play with titties. I can make out. 
I know not to give too much tongue because that's gross. Like you just do a little kissing. I know how to uh, rub the vagina. That's my repertoire. I know how to lick it. I know how to, uh, I got about three or four go-to positions sexually that are awesome that I'm good at. And, uh, I get you, I get you a uh, missionary style. I can get you, I can get your legs over your head. I can, I can twist you around and I uh, like on your side. I can get you a you know, doggy. I can do you standing up too. That's another position I'm all right at, depending on your height. So I got my little repertoire that I do. Then it's like a, it's like a menu. I see these women, some like it, some don't. They, they, they pick and choose. Take one from column A, one from column B, and then you get a repertoire going. That's it. And I'm, you know, am I good at it? Who knows? Who knows? I think, you know, I think if sometimes. you do it the right way. Yeah, no one's complaining. Well that that has an play. orgasm. All right, here's, here's the last thing, and then, you know, I'll leave you to your show. Um, if and when do you think you're going to go back to Knicks games? I mean, they're mm. a hot item right now, Howard. They're looking good, and, you know, people are back. I know you're probably a little hesitant, but just wanted to check to see, you know, if you'll eventually be going back. How are the Knicks? When you say they're good, are they, like, really winning? The Knicks are 5-1. and one. They're five wins nice. and one loss. Yeah, they're in first place. Well... I would go so, back. I'm not ready yet. I'll be honest with you. When I was watching that uh, Ronnie birthday party, I had Ajita. The two, Ronnie's blowing on his friend, and his friend is blowing back at him. It looked like, um, you know, when you see in the cartoons, Mother Nature is blowing a windstorm? Right. They were, they were spraying germs all over each other, and the cake. And the and cake, I went, yeah. Yeah. I was not comfortable with the whole thing, and we had friends who just invited us to dinner. And I was honest. I said, I'm not up to it yet. I don't want to get the COVID. I just don't want it. I don't want it in my life. And uh, I am getting, you know, look, I want to go back to the studio. I want to get back to seeing people. I want all that stuff. But I am playing it very, very smart, I think. Um, I think so. Now, if the Knicks would agree to play a game only for me and my wife, <laughs> I would go. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> you goodness. Know? I would go, and I think, you know, that could probably be a range. By the way, speaking of sports, Gary filled me in on the Jets. You know, the Jets are a horrible team, and uh, it's quite unusual for New York teams not to sort of put together a winning season once in a while. But they played the Bengals, who evidently are pretty good, and uh, their uh, their new hotshot quarterback was out. <clears throat> He's uh, injured. And they brought in some dude nobody ever heard of. And, of course, the what happened? The squad quarterback. Yeah, he, yeah. that's all he does. <clears throat> what happened? The guy The guy <clears throat> killed the Bengals. He actually had a good game, and now everyone's all psyched up. But, look, here's what you got to remember, and I'm no sports um Howard, expert. best the Steeler fan, right? Yeah, she best loves the Steelers. The Steelers. She loves the yeah, Steelers. Yeah, me too, me too, man. She's got the towel, the whole fucking thing. Um, <laughs> so, uh yeah, it's uh, like when they were in the Super Bowl, she had the towel out, you know, the terrible towel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioned that. And I, yeah. I you know, I like Beth even that much more for that reason. I'm yeah, I thought it was cute myself. the way she was holding the towel. I loved, I love that woman. I mean, she just brings me so much happiness. But uh, anyway. Go down on her. She'll, you'll, she, she'll even. I will go down more. on her. If she wants it, I'll go down. She's <laughs> got a way about her. I, you know, when Billy was on, I sang to her the other night. I go, you got a way about you. I don't know what it is, but I. Real quick. Uh, 
Real quick, I listen to Billy Joel Essentials on Apple on um, Apple Music. The yeah. guy's got almost a hundred great songs. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. Song Crazy. after song after song. I mean, not the Beatles, but not you know. He's got a billion great songs. It's amazing. So. Yeah, I agree. Okay, all right. I, thanks, Paul. All right, Howard. Right. Thanks, buddy. Later. I started singing to Beth. I go. You got a way about you. I don't know what it is. But I... Fuck. The fuck is the I lyric? Know I that don't I can know. Live without, I can't but live I know that I can't live without you anyway. <laughs> and, you know, that song makes a lot of sense. I was reading the lyrics. She got a way about her. I don't know what it is. But I know that I can't live without her. She's got a, I wish I had the lyric, but it's good. It's a good love song. It's a solid fucking love song. He writes good love songs. He's something else, that guy. Boy, the fans love Billy. Oh, here you go. It's such a great love song. She's got a way about her. I don't know what it is. What it is. But I know that I can't live without her. She's got a way of pleasing. Way of pleasing, see? I don't the chills. know what, oh, it is, what it is. But there doesn't, doesn't have, have to be a reason anyway. Right. Yeah, there doesn't have to be a reason. You, you don't have to define She's it. Got a smile She's got a smile that heals me. Yes. This is beautiful. I don't know why <laughs> what it is. I don't know why but it is. I have to laugh when she reveals me. She's got away. Yeah. Oh, that was the line. Stop that. I, but she reveals me. Beth does that to me. I, I was thinking about this song after Billy's interview and I went, he's right. All of a sudden we'll take a walk and I'll say something stupid and she'll go, I can't believe you just said that. Cause you know, that's hurtful and that's, and, and I put up a fuss. I go, what are you talking about? You know, I basically bullshit my way out of it. And then I sit down and I go, Jesus Christ, she knows me better than me. She revealed the true me. I'm a scumbag. I, I, I mean, she knows. Some lyric. She reveals me. And you know what? Sometimes when she reveals me, at first I get upset about it. Then I And then I smile and I go, she's right. I'm a douche. <laughs> She's right. I'm being a douche right now. Douche. Anyway, yeah, but uh, the fans wrote in about Billy. They love him. I'll read you a little of that. We got a lot to get to today, but why not start there? Then I got to get a game in honor Ronnie. Such a great uh, service to us doing the show and spending all that time and absolutely answering every question. Billy was promoting the new box set, the Vinyl Collection Volume 1, and uh, worthwhile getting. And, of course, his residency at the Madison Square Garden, which uh, kicks off again on November 5th. It's amazing. The guy keeps filling Madison Square Garden over and over and over and over again. I mean, it's it's just like there's no end to how much New York and New Jersey and Connecticut love Billy Joel. They just keep filling that garden. And I suppose some people make a special trip just to see him from out. Oh, absolutely. You know, from yeah. beyond these borders, yeah. Marianne from Brooklyn tweeted, I love Billy. He's super talented, super humble, and so great with Howard. I appreciated Billy's honesty about not writing lyrics anymore. 
to be that successful and still ha- and be that self-aware. Kudos to him. Billy was down to earth on the show. Great storyteller. What a stellar guest. I thought it was so funny when Billy used the oh, when Billy used the Yiddish word ungapachka. It means clutter. Oh my goodness, that went by me. He used ungapachka. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't go by me. Ungapachka. It's like a, a conglomeration of junk. Like ungapach. What? Ungapachka. Like when he was discussing. The fact that when he was young, they would play these parties for the mafia guys. And uh-huh. he said they had these big houses. He says, but the decor the, the was kind of ungapachka. It was a little of this, a little of that. <laughs> Everything looked like it came off the back of a truck. <laughs> you know, it That's was just a, funny. a mishmash, an ungapachka. He, he, I never he heard us, that one before. It's, he hit us with a little bit of Yiddish. That's right. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of listeners said that Billy sounded a lot like Ronnie the limo driver. You know what? what I didn't hear that. By that. <laughs> I didn't hear him talking about going down on broads and taking it in the ass. Yeah, um, what, what did Billy say that sounded like Ronnie? They said the accent, and you know, the New York accent, but it's oh. funny. When I hear Billy talk now, I notice this. Go back and listen. I thought he sounded a lot like George Carlin. His vocal quality and some of his word pronunciations sounded to me like George Carlin when he was alive. And um, anyway, when I initially tuned into the Billy Joel interview, I thought it was a discussion with Ronnie pretending to be Billy Joel. His intonation, cadence, and New York accent really made the double-take conversation. Another amazing interview with an entertainment icon. Billy's phenomenal. When I first turned on the show, I thought it was Ronnie the limo driver speaking calmly and eloquently. No. Grab him by no. the pussy. It was, uh, it was not Ronnie. That was Billy Joel. If it was eloquent, it couldn't have been Ronnie. That's amorous. I don't hear it, but let's... I got a clip here. Let me see. Hold on. I can't see anything over here. Okay, here we go. We had no idea who these people were. They, they kept asking us to play at their parties. They lived in Queens, and uh, they had a really nice house in Queens in, in, in a typical Queens development. And in the house, it looked like everything came off the back of a truck. Uh, it, was, it was what we call ungapach. Everything right. was very ungapach, a lot of gold and a lot of, you know, brass and uh, a lot of <laughs> weird fixtures. So we'd play. We didn't know. I don't hear the Ronnie thing at all. Honestly, I no, don't. No, I hear a very distinct New York accent, but I don't hear Ronnie. <laughs> oh, there he goes. One of his great jokes. No, I don't hear the same thing, but a lot of listeners listen. The listeners don't lie. This is it. This is um, how it struck them. Chrissy a lot Cox of fans. So thank you, Ron. Uh, the fans were also captivated by Billy's spot-on impression of Cindy Lauper. So was I. I was actually thinking that was a good one. Uh, well, he's got to have a great ear. So Cindy says, she sees me in the studio. Goes, You're really having a tough time with these words, aren't you? And I said, Yeah. She goes, Well, just you play the song and just throw out some words when you when you're playing, and I'll make some sense out of it, and we'll figure it out. And Cindy, I don't want to do this. No, 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 you go ahead. You know, she was like a, you know, the Queen's chick pushing me to do something. Come on, you can do it, Billy. Come on, let's figure this out. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, that's a real good impression of her. Although I will tell you, I have hung out with Cindy Lauper. I mean, not extensively, but I've, I've, I've hung out with her 
um, a few times outside of the radio studio, you know, when we're not doing an interview, and her accent is not as pronounced. I think she puts it on a little bit. Now, I shouldn't even say put it on because that makes it sound like she's false. She does have that accent, but right, I think when but she's not on to the extent, yeah, yeah, I think what you know, I think sometimes maybe if she gets nervous or loud or or is in a performance mode, she gets she feels much better doing that whole thing. You know, I I think. When she's relaxed, it's not as pronounced. Yeah, I used to, we used to belong to the same gym. I used to see her in the women's locker room all the time, and we'd chat. And it wasn't the Cindy you'd see on stage. Now, that's weird, because that's where I knew her, from my gym. I didn't want well, to really... Well, she must have switched gyms after all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both saw her in the gym. You probably saw her in the locker room getting naked. And I bet oh, well, she had I, a nice body. I mean, we were passing. I, you know, we didn't come in exactly the same times. Did you see her nude? Because I feel no, like Cindy must have a good body. I seeing her nude. Really? Mm-hmm. I bet you Cindy Lauper has a nice body. You know? All that dancing around and shit. I mean, make it seem shape. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Billy brought up... Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know if I'll play this clip. Billy brought up the first time he remembers seeing me at WNBC. I do not remember this for the life of me. But it wasn't a good experience for either of us. Um, Billy describes he was there. Somebody had booked him to to be on the Soupy Sales Show that followed uh, over that preceded our show, and I blew it. My stack. I was screaming and yelling on the air. How could Soupy Sales get fucking Billy Joel in the show and not me? But uh, back then, in those days, uh, everybody avoided me. So, you know. But uh, I do have the clip at NBC. <laughs> like, oh, you do? Yeah, it's just me going, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll play it. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Like, I, I just had no... I mean, I, I mean I, it was crazy. I remember the first time I saw you. You were working at NBC Studios. You were on the main floor. There was a glass <laughs> thing. You could see coming in the front door, there's Howard Stern doing his show. Right. And I was uh, set up to do an interview that day with Soupy Sales. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> I, walk in the, I walk in the door with the Columbia Records guy, and yeah. Howard sees me and starts freaking out. Wait a minute, there's Billy Joel. Where's he going? How come he's not coming in? What, he's going to do with, with the other guy? He's going to, he, how come he's doing Soupy Sales? He's not doing me. And you went off on a tangent. And oh, I'm my thinking, God. Please, please, God, I had nothing to do with this. I'm please, <laughs> Where is Billy Joel? Is Billy here? Well, they finished the interview and they're taking pictures, and I don't think they're coming in here. I didn't think so. Oh, man. You go out there and tell him he better. I tell you one thing. I am... I don't know what I'm going to do if I get him in here. I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving for the day because I'm having... I'm having... Go out there, Gary, and tell Billy that Howard played Roberta in Hartford. He's one of his biggest fans, and he just wants to say hello. Tell Billy I played all his records before anybody was playing them. Goodbye, Billy. He's walking down the hall now. I played Billy Joel records. I played the Billy Joel records back in 1979. All right, right. this is painful for me to listen to. (laughs) I don't want to. Ouch. Anyway. That wasn't your worst tirade. That scared Billy. (laughs) 
Well, I go, listen, I stopped it. It goes on and on. I mean, you know oh, me when I get, it get you're just warming up. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, I can't let anything go. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's uh, it, it just drove me nuts. And poor Soupy, rest in peace. He did nothing wrong. He's just trying to do a show. I, I was just fucking unbearable to him. And I imagine that Billy must have gotten into a car and turned it on and heard you getting worse and worse. And oh, worse. yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, people like upsetting me. And then I don't know. And then Gary's always the bearer of bad news. And uh, I think he, both, both. I think he's going to go do soupy. I'm like, Baba bad news is what we used to call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, so that's some of the feedback on Billy. I'll get to the rest of the fan mail later. There was a whole bunch of comments about Sal and his whole deal with um, going to the doctor and thinking the doctor maybe would fall in love with him and touch his penis some more. Give him a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. They had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. They don't they don't televise it live because it's so fucking long and boring that uh, they have to record it and then they work on it for months. Like it's edit weird. It, to re- yeah. Well, edit it. I mean, they got it. It's like putting together a, a jigsaw puzzle, and then <laughs> you know it's um, it's crazy. I mean, I've been to the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ce- celebration, and. Uh, Oh my God, it's just so tedious and long. And there are certain acts who don't know that no one really wants to hear from them, if you know what I mean. Like, like you know, when they get, let's say, a group up there and you just want to hear from the guy, the lead guy, or maybe the lead guitarist, and then the drummer's got to go, and then the fucking bass player's got you know. And I'm not talking about Led Zeppelin where you know every member. I'm talking about, you know, you could get one of these bands like, Chicago with nine of them in there. And, That's what uh, I was and, just and, thinking. Can you imagine and, all of Chicago having yeah, a chance at the mic? Exactly. And then you, you know, and then you got three different lead singers or, you know, like the Doobie brothers, you know, and then each one's got, and then there's always one guy you never heard of or who was kicked out of the band early and he rattles on for 25 minutes. And they're nice people over at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I work with them. They're very accommodating, but man. You can't allow these guys, a guy who was like the third drummer in the Doobie Brothers or, you know, or like a guy who once played with Carlos Santana to get up there and fucking rattle on for 25 minutes about his life story. I mean, you know, I, I get it. There was well, they some don't guys. have an orchestra blah, blah, there blah, to blah. play people off like at the Academy Awards. That's what they got to institute. The year I was there. Well, you know what the fear is? A, they don't want to insult anyone, of course. You know, you're inducting them into a Hall of Fame. B, they're like, well, okay, we'll let it, let everyone rattle on and then we'll fix it in post. But if you're sitting there, if you happen to be someone who bought a ticket or you're, you know, you're part of the ceremony, like I was with Bon Jovi, you could lose your absolute fucking mind. Some people do not know they are boring. They do not know they are boring. God bless them. And you know, I think it's worse than that. They're you, going to make people sit through something because they've got a an axe to grind. Like they whatever. never got enough attention and well, all of that stuff. And now they're just going to take it. Yeah. 
And uh, it's always funny, like you see the the like you know. It, it would be like I'm not saying this about I'm I'm using a band like Aerosmith. You know, you're waiting to hear from Steven Tyler, and you got to sit through everybody else. And if like now that's not even a good example because they're such no. a great band. Uh, okay, the Herman's Hermits are being <laughs> inducted into the Hall of the Fame, and you only want to hear from Herman. You don't want to hear from the Hermits. <laughs> But each hermit has got to go. They got to go. And the guy who played the bass in Herman's Hermits decides this is his big moment. And he's got to let the world know that he did a lot of the arrangements in Herman's Hermits. And he did this. And then that happened. And then there's beef with this one and blah, blah, blah. And they start going on. So, well, hey, Gary, what's up? No, I have a great example of this. I went to Could the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one year. And um, they inducted the E Street Band. Right. So the right. E Street Band right. is a lot of guys and there's been a lot of members of it. So I believe we were told, because I know the guy that directed it, that each member was given four minutes. Mm. The first guy that got up to speak was Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, the original drummer. He went 16 <laughs> minutes and that was it. <laughs> I remember because Joan Jett was supposed to do like a bit like they, um, it was one o'clock in the morning. They had to stop the show. They were going to have to pay so much overtime. But the E Street Band, must have, everyone must have talked for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and let's be honest, I'm not, uh, I don't know everything about the E Street Band, but I know this. If I'm sitting there, I want to hear from Clarence. I want, maybe I want to hear, I want to hear from little Steven because he's so, you know, sort of a, a front guy. Uh, maybe Nils, possibly the guy who used to play drums for Conan and Max. Bruce. That's it. And Patty, yeah, Patty got up to speak too. Well, Patty too, because Patty's, you know, Patty's Patty, but that's it. That's 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 my five, and I want to hear but even Bruce. They should keep it to four minutes. Abs- Robin, <laughs> keep it to two minutes. Two minutes. You know, uh, my daughter and I were talking. One of my daughters, and we're talking, and she was going to a wedding, and she had to get up and make a speech. And I said to her, she was giving me the speech, and I said, you know, it's a good speech. Got a good story there. I said, but uh, I'm going to quote Bon Jovi. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. You understand? <laughs> no one's, everyone's drunk off their ass at a wedding. Just get the story. Boom, 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 and get out. They'll, you'll be a hero. You know, two minutes. I know they get, in fact, she had five minutes. I said, I cut it to two and a half. In and out. <laughs> tight set. Boom. Drop the mic. You know, that's what you got to do. But they read had the, the uh, read the room, read. The, thank you, Robin. Like you, I couldn't have said it better myself. Read the room. <laughs> you know how to read. You know, they teach kids how to read when they're like in kindergarten. Teach them how to read the room. You'll go far in life. Anyway, most of this year's honorees were solo acts. You had Carol King, Jay-Z, Tina Turner, Todd Rundgren. Where'd they dig him up? The Go Go's well, and that's Foo not Fighters. A solo group. <laughs> no, most of them were solo groups, but the only groups were yeah. Go Go's and Foo Fighters. That's it. Mm. They were the only bands. And uh, remember, we kept saying to Grohl, "Hey, who's going to induct you?" Turned out it was Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, that was the that surprise. Was... Remember, he would not tell us. He said it's right. Got to be kept under his hat because it's supposed to be a surprise. Yeah. Was uh Paul McCartney? You can't do better than that, you know. Yeah. So I'm sure he was uh, thrilled honor. with that. Yeah, what an honor! 
So, yeah, Foo Fighters were inducted. The Go-Go's, they were inducted by Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore inducted the Go-Go's. I guess they had a big influence in her life, and she got up and spoke about that. Todd Rundgren was a no-show. Maybe he's ill. I don't know. He's got to be an older dude right now. Uh, Tina Turner. And no explanation why he wasn't there. He just wasn't there. I don't know. John, you uh, you studied this thing. Well, Todd Rundgren, any reason why he wasn't there? Or is it, was it a political statement? Was it like, hey, this is all bullshit? From what I read briefly, I don't think he's the biggest fan of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Gotcha. Ah. Pitting uh, rock stars against one another. And uh, Patti Smith uh, inducted him. Oh, Patti Smith. Well, hey, that's like uh, I didn't show up at the Radio Hall of Fame. I was like Todd Rundgren. I was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. And I said, this is bullshit. I was being a bit of an asshole because I was saying it should be called the Howard Stern Hall of Fame. And then they should put radio. Yeah, you didn't want to be compared to any radio dj it wasn't like going up against them was wrong it was yeah. like how dare you <laughs> well that too you know you get older and wiser that was me being an <laughs> asshole but I, I just you know i didn't here's the point here's the reality this radio hall of fame i was a little bit insulted because i feel i'm a major player in radio you know you can't argue that and for years they were purposely not putting me in and i was like you know what if you're starting something called the Radio Hall of Fame, I think I should be in, okay, maybe not the first year. Maybe you want to go with the Arthur Godfrey's and some of the WABC good guys or some, or, you know, with WABC announcers. I don't know what. But certainly by the second year, you you, you induct me. I mean, who who's bigger in Wasn't radio Wasn't it one of me? those things where you'd be nominated a lot and never get accepted? Was it like yeah. that? yeah. They did me that humiliate. They put my name up there or something. Who knows how they do it, Robin? I didn't pay much attention to it. And then, you know, I read about who started it. It was some dude, you know, I never heard of. He never did anything. You know, at least Jan Winter started the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is yeah. the guy who had Rolling Stone magazine. The guy's a genius. Uh, and it's much like that. the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's like reporters and people who write about the industry yeah. inducting the hall, you know, the members. But it would be weird if they had a baseball Hall of Fame and they didn't induct, you know, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Whitey Ford or something. Or like Mickey that. Mantle or something. Mickey yeah, Mantle. Yeah. You, how can you have a Hall of Fame? And I'd like to think, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be arrogant, but I'd like to think I'm somewhere in those three of radio. I'd like <laughs> to think that anyway of myself. I'd like to think I kind of moved the needle a little bit and changed the medium. And uh, was actually good for the medium. I know some people thought I was bad for it because they thought I was too dirty or something because I had naked women on, which is absurd because I'm telling you, if you see what's on that Internet now with uh, you porn and Pornhub, oh, my God, I'm talking to a friend of mine who's a school teacher. And she said some kid almost had like a nervous breakdown in class because the kid this, and the kids, I think seven, and they were on Pornhub or YouPorn, one of them. And the kid was all freaked out by seeing hardcore sex. You know, they don't know from they're innocent at that age. And I'm saying well, what they're in bitching. What the world was he doing with the 
accent. Somehow he got on, uh, you know, who knows? He's playing a video game with his mom's phone or something. And uh, I don't know, maybe there was porn on there. Who the fuck knows? But kids tell each other about you porn. By the time you're seven or eight, you're going and telling your little friends, you got to go on and see this shit. If you just type in you porn or Pornhub. Now, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not for censorship. I, I say, God bless you, porn. Thank you, you porn. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I am so into it. I love it. I love being able to get those free clips. But uh, they're upset about me doing some sort of like maybe a joke about sex or something like that. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Well, you know, they, they were on fire, the religious groups, to get rid of me. The liberals were after me to get rid of me. Everybody wanted to get rid of me. I couldn't take it. I was like, what? What are you talking about? What? Because I said douchebag. They almost fired me from NBC for saying douchebag and scumbag. Can you imagine? You knew. Douchebag. I, I, I went on the air at NBC radio, and I said, oh, what a douchebag. Douche. Oh, my God. Suspended Douche. the whole thing. The whole thing. How could you say that? Douchebag is a bad word. I go, no, it's not. Douchebag? You're talking about a douchebag is a bad word? Would you get scumbag? <laughs> and I, I, can you imagine the drain of sitting in a guy's office for an hour or two? And I, I, the absurdity, sometimes I sit there and go, am I arguing about the word douchebag? Am I a freedom fighter for the word douchebag? And they go to you. Douche. Why you got to use the word douchebag? Isn't there another word? I go, no, that's how I talk. <laughs> douchebag's funny. Douchebag's a funny word. People are going to laugh when they hear douchebag. And they did laugh. They laughed in droves. For God's sakes, douchebag is a great word. Now it's, I mean, now everybody says it. They, I see it on TV, on mainstream television, douchebag. Oh, please. Everything is on mainstream television now that we couldn't say before. When they bury me, Robin, I want you to put on my gravestone. Uh, he fought for the word douchebag. <laughs> and I douche. actually think it was douche chills. That's what no, nope. that, that too. Chills? <laughs> that douche chills too. You're not wrong, but I'm saying originally I said scumbag and douchebag. Called the guy a scumbag. Well, I remember scumbag being a really big deal for for them. Yes. Yeah. You know, a scumbag is another uh, slang for a rubber. You know, wearing a, a condom. It holds your scum. It's a scumbag. But, and I didn't you know, know that until they got upset. I was just like, scumbag's just a word. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a big deal. Now, I don't see, you know, little kids are watching fucking hardcore porn, penetration, everything. And, uh, you know, and again, I'm not sitting here advocating for censorship, but uh, my God. But I am Every, advocating for parents just, to know what their kids are up to and not give them access to all this stuff. They can stop it. Yeah, but we're too busy to stop it. You know what I mean? We've got our own <laughs> things to do. Who's, who's going to sit there uh, and figure all that out? Your parents can't do it. <laughs> no. They're exhausted. <laughs> You've never actually had the joy of raising children. You, you, you're like, oh, how do I do that? What? Stop the kids from watching porn? Oh, you know what? Let's let them see it. I'll explain to them what's going on. It's just like, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my kids saw porn. I, I mean, I didn't discuss it with them, but I didn't. Well, I, I didn't have one of those. I took Emily to the playground, and there was this little boy who was a couple of years older than her. She might have been four at the time, and he must have been six or seven. And he was telling me how after his parents went to sleep, he would sneak 
uh, into the room and turn on the TV and watch, um, you know, those HBO shows after dark where they'd have yeah. softcore porn. There you and go. so he was watching all of that at six and seven. There you go. Go stop that. <laughs> you think I'm going to stay up at night and see if the kids are watching HBO? I got to be up at three in the morning, go do morning radio, pay for that TV. You're not going to catch him. Mm. First of all, I put TVs in all my kids' room. My fantasy when I was a kid was to have a TV in my room. Yes. And I did that for my children. And uh, you know what? They grew up just fine. But uh, I'm sure they were watching all that shit. They knew everything. Yeah. So uh, anyway, getting back to this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. Foo Fighters inducted by Paul McCartney. They closed the show. Jay-Z was inducted. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we're talking about Todd Rundgren. I just read Todd Rundgren scheduled a concert in Cincinnati the night of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. (laughs) So he definitely has issues with the Rock Hall. What is the, you know, no offense to Todd Rundgren. I don't want to piss on his parade, but hello, it's me. I know that was a big hit. Okay. Hello, it's me. Okay. He's got that. Then I think he's got, uh, what else has he got? Hello, it's me. That's it. What's he got? He's got, he's got a couple other. I mean, he produced Bad Out of Hell. He's produced a ton of different albums. Uh, okay. I'll give him that. Successful albums. Um, and he sold a lot of records. He's also known as an innovator within. Hold it a second. But what about Todd Rungram? What hits does he have? Well, hello, it's me is, is the big, oh, I saw the okay. light. Which is, I saw the light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's two. Your heart pressed though to come up with them, aren't you? Uh, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the. All oh, right, I forgot that was him. Ah, just want... morning zoos killed this song. <laughs> they, 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 they play this. The, the afternoon zoo channel would always play this in the afternoon. Right. I just want to yeah. drum on the. Oh, was it oh, another song? Yeah. Can we still be friends? Is another one. Yeah, yeah, that was the big one. All right, he's got a repertoire. You know why I got a problem with Todd Rundgren? I read this somewhere. It probably isn't even true. I should check it out, but I've always held it against him. He, he said something in an interview where he said, you know what? I could write a hit song anytime I want. Anytime I want. I just don't choose to. Or something like, some kind of quote like that. And I was like, maybe, you know, I wonder if I have it right. But he was like, I can, maybe I heard this somewhere, but he said, I could write a hit song. And I'm like, well, then do it, douchebag. Don't say it, do it. I just thought that, that rubbed me the wrong way, but I do like some of his tones. I think it was the full package. It was the songs. It was the producing, the engineering, all the stuff. Right. Work with Grand Funk Railroad. I mean, there's a lot of different things he's done in his career. All right. Okay. I hear you. So what but, did Patty Smith do? Did she go, hey, Todd's not going to be here? She probably loved that. You know, she's so revolutionary. She might have been on. She was there. She might have been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she, <laughs> she was, was She was on video. I'll tell you what. She was on video. on video. I inducted Bon Jovi, but if those dudes didn't show up, I wasn't showing up. <laughs> no, she wasn't there. It says virtual speech. So Patty oh. Smith was not there either. Oh, wow. Well, she's you know, Patty Smith's got to be in her 70s, right? She's probably yeah. like, fuck that. I'm not going to go get COVID. 
one of the things they did this year, which I think was really smart, like the, you know, special awards and the excellence, they limited all that. Like you got a video and, and off, like there, there weren't, so they didn't have as many long speeches from people you didn't necessarily wanted to hear. From. So what was Patty Smith's whole approach? Was it be like, Hey, Todd couldn't be here. He thinks this is all bullshit. Or like, did she go straight out for it? Or did she just kind of play it nice? She, now she said, you know, um, they look back on their early years in the New York music scene. He was an engineer, mm. producer, recording artist, et cetera. And she kind of stated the case of why he should be in the hall, even oh. though he was in Cincinnati playing a concert that night. I think she should have done it live from that concert. <laughs> That's <where laughs> that would have been cool. Virtually uh, had her speaking. Carol King was inducted by Taylor Swift. I would think Taylor Swift would be heavily influenced by Carol King. She's one of the greatest songwriters of all time, Carol King. Uh, Taylor Swift and Jennifer Hudson performed. That must have been good. Tina Turner it, was live from Switzerland. Is she ill? Is she not able to travel? Well, probably she didn't want to get COVID. She's basically retired. Right. Um, you know, she had this, you know, farewell concert and then she did a documentary and she's basically stepped off stage. She had enough. She yeah. had enough. Tina Turner, no one worked harder than Tina Turner. My God, when that woman would perform, she was like a locomotive engine. Just going, chugging along. Live from Switzerland, I guess she lives there now, inducted by Angela Bassett, who's a movie star, right? Angela Bassett? She was the one who played Tina in the movie. There you go. Christina Aguilera, Keith Urban, her, Mickey Guyton performed. Evidently, Keith Urban filled in at the last minute because Brian Adams got COVID. And by the way... Oh, my man, uh, John Bon Jovi got COVID too. Did you read that over the weekend? No, I did not see that. Wow. I know he's vaxxed, double vaxxed. So was uh, his wife, Dorothea. And uh, you know what? One of the few people that I saw, you see, this is how you let your guard down. One of the few people I socialized with, but at the beginning of the summer, John Bon Jovi, I went over and had dinner at his house. There see? you go. See, you're there you go. putting yourself at risk. I could have really roulette. fucked myself up. I could have. It's Rush, Russian Rush roulette. and roulette. <laughs> Russian roulette. Like I said, Drew Barrymore inducted the Go-Go's. Patti Smith, Todd Rundgren, LL Cool J was inducted by Dr. Dre. Eminem and J-Lo performed. Okay. Tom Morello inducted Randy Rhodes for an excellence award. Billy Preston inducted by Ringo Starr live via video. Ah, nice. Ringo didn't. Very nice. Well, Billy Peace wasn't going to show up. Peace so. and love. <laughs> I should Ringo. <laughs> right. Billy's dead, right? Billy Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy Preston did a whole bunch of the Beatles songs. You know, he was uh, sometimes called, oh, well, let's see, was he the fifth Beatle or was Murray the K the fifth Beatle? Everyone was Everybody was the fifth, the fifth Beatle. Beatle. Nobody, they never went to six. Everybody was a fifth. <laughs> Yeah, and the Beatles are all like, fuck you, there's four Beatles. But uh, <laughs> Billy Preston played on a lot of tunes, right? John, how many mm -hmm. tunes did Billy play on? Uh, Billy Preston is incredible. I mean, forget his solo career. He played on all the Let It Be album. But the other thing, Howard, if you remember with Mick Jagger, when Keith Richards was locked up in Toronto, Mick Jagger got together with Billy Preston and the song Miss You, That that's Billy Preston, in, you know, that's with right. Mick Jagger. Uh, he's yeah. all over that album. Keith got locked up for drugs. 
And uh, Mick said to Billy, let's write a song together. Because, you know, Mick doesn't do that a lot. But Miss You was Billy Preston and uh, Mick Jagger. That's right. Billy Preston was really quite impressive. And um, I think we've had Billy Preston on the show years ago. Yeah, he was on the show once or twice. I can't remember how many times. But I know we met him. He was on. Ringo. He was on, yeah. Billy Preston uh, inducted by Ringo Starr. You know what? The best song for me that Billy Preston ever did, That's the Way God Planned It. Oh, my yes. God. When I hear that, I haven't heard that song in a long time. But, boy, is that good. Was that a hit song? I don't think that was a big hit song, but I used to play that a lot on the radio when I worked for a progressive radio station to let you play whatever you want. I always thought, like, you know, everybody was into their music. I thought that was cool. Like the good Lord say, He promised to exalt us, but no is the way. How men be so greedy when there's so much left? All things are God given, and they all have been blessed. That's the part that gets me. Right? Oh, wait. Oh, shit. God planned it. That's the way. He. That. He. When he goes, that's the way. Yeah. He. That's the Let morning sobbing cease. All right. Thank you. Billy Preston played that on our show in 1991, and then he was on again in 1992. I just got the stats. Um, also, oh, Brandy Carlisle performed an in memoriam to the Everly brothers. And I got a text from Brandy Carlisle. Are they both gone now? The Everly brothers? I think so. I want to say yes. Am I right, John? Yeah. Don died this year. So it was at the end of the in memoriam and she played, uh, with, uh, with the twins. And wasn't the story on the Everly brothers that by the end, those two couldn't even talk to each other? Two brothers. They fucking hated each other. Why did they hate each other? You know? I don't know off the top of my head. Sick of each other. They're just sick. They were with each other forever. (laughs) Yeah, I would not want a fucking brother, and I wouldn't want to be in a band with a brother. I don't know. I'm not all about that. I don't want to. Howard. Yeah. I don't know why they broke up, but I do know how they broke up, which was they were performing together and <laughs> one brother got up and just threw his guitar down on the stage. And then they didn't talk to each other for, I heard, I think it was like 20 years. Jesus. Isn't that crazy? That's like the, the black crows. Those two boys, boy, they went at it. And then the guys in Oasis, they go at it too. The Everly Brothers also, they harmonize so beautifully together. I know, I know, you know. They could stand each other. Yeah, I know. Don't you think <laughs> they could say to each other, you know what, look, all right, we got a personality difference. You know what, I, I yeah, yeah, sibling rivalry, I wanted mommy to love me better than you. Whatever the fuck it is, go into therapy, figure it out, and say, you know what, I don't love this guy, even though he's my brother, but we make beautiful music together. It's, it's a way for us to make income. It's also a way for us to get out there and be worshipped. You know, 
there's got to be a way to work it out. There's got to be a fucking way to work it out. There's got to be. Your brother. Did they never reunite? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, yeah, from wow. what I remember. <laughs> but anyway, I was saying Brandy Carlisle did a uh, in memoriam to the Everly Brothers, and she texted me, and she just said uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was great. She goes, but the thing that was great about it, all of our fans who came up to her there, so many of our fans were at this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she said, she goes, it's like you... The show exposed me to so many new audiences. It was mostly dudes coming over to me and saying, hey, we heard you on Howard. We love your performances. And she was just so um, grateful that uh, we, you know, enjoy her music so much and, yeah. and spread the gospel about Brandy Carlisle. And That's awesome because I think she's mm -hmm. like an incredible talent. Everyone should know her. Yeah. I think awesome. they sang, uh, totally I think they awesome. sang all, we have to, uh, all I Have to Do is Dream. I, I don't know mm. if it's called, you know. Yeah, I was not, uh, I didn't get into the Everly Brothers. I, I got into music when the Beatles hit America. Up until then, I didn't give a shit about Elvis. Like, the Everly Brothers preceded the Beatles, right? Yeah. I guess. And they're like, all you have to do is dream, 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 dream. Yeah, I was like, I don't give a shit about music. I ain't buying an album. Then the Beatles hit. I was like, oh, that's now I get it. Now I know what's happening. And then the they, Stones I used to, came They out. used to come on the Mike Douglas show a The lot. Everly Brothers. The yeah. Everly Brothers. That's why I'd see them. And Ed Sullivan, you know, so they, they made the rounds of every place you were supposed to go. I admired their hair. Didn't they have that big pompadour in the front? Like yeah. a big, giant, like Elvis head? And, and I was it always never like, moved. <laughs> yeah. And I was always like, you know, how do you get you? Like, I know my mom uses tons of hairspray. My mom's hair never moved. <laughs> like my mom would get set up for the day, go to the beauty parlor, like on a Monday, get her hair washed. And then whatever they did to it, it's like they wrapped it in like a plastic mold. It was like a fucking, <laughs> like a beehive sitting on her head that didn't move. And then my mom would like the going to the beauty parlor was expensive and we didn't have a lot of money. So my mom had to make the hair last till like Friday. So she had to wear like a bathing cap and in the water. She had to wear a bathing cap when she showered. Protect Couldn't go that near. Hair. Yeah. All at all costs. <laughs> and I'd be like, doesn't that hair smell after a while? Because, you know, your scalp can start to stink. But she, nope. She didn't want to hear about it. I had to keep that thing. I had to keep that do. But then when I saw the Everly Brothers on Mike Douglas, I'd be like, whoa, they must be using the same product my mother's using. <laughs> they go to the same woman at the beauty yeah, I'm parlor. Pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not showering every day with that do, right? right. It was a whole thing, yeah. That was some do. Oh, I mean, my mom's hair was basically lacquered. Do. And I even said to my mom, one day, I must have been a precocious little motherfucker because uh, finally, I think maybe in... Junior high or high school, I said to her, Mom, what are you doing with that hair? What are you doing? I mean, do you're, you're going to the beauty parlor. You're not washing your hair. You're, you're having them color it. You're not, listen, no offense. You're not going to, you know, you're not in a beauty pageant. You're married to my <laughs> father, who looks like a fucking train hit him. You know, you don't really have to keep up all this pretense. You look fine. The way, more natural, the better. And you know what? Finally, she turned to me and went, you know what? You're right. Boom. She went gray, started washing her own hair. I mean, she had hair like a dude, you know, a little short curly. You probably put somebody out of business, Howard. <laughs> Maybe, but she was a lot happier. And I was like, you know, God bless her. She looks fine.
What happened to Ray? She doesn't come in anymore. Yeah, I know. Man, well, just for a cut, but not that whole the coloring. And I mean, and she even said, you know, I remember at one point I, I, I hugged my mother. Her hair was hard as a helmet. Really, <laughs> really was. <laughs> I said to her, you're, you're my mom. You're not my stepmom. You don't have to be hot. If you were my stepmom, different story. I'd be fucking you. <laughs> oh, my God. That hair my mother had. I never saw anything like it. Well, I want to look good for your father. I go, he hasn't noticed your hair. You could shave your head. He wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to be like those women on TV, you know, like yeah. oh. Beaver's mom with the In dress June. and the June Cleaver. And the pearls and yeah. all that stuff. I like to look nice. I go, you look, you don't look that good. <laughs> with that fucking helmet. It's like you're in the military. You got a big helmet on your head. Although if she ever got shot in the head, she could, the, the bullets would bounce off that well, thing. Well, it would bounce right off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what happened. Women at a certain age all get rid of their youthful hair and cut it off, and then they somehow magically get that hairdo where they look like a dude. <laughs> Jesus, you talk about looks. Dude. I fuck it. Beth took a picture of me this weekend. I, I don't let her take pictures of me, but she uh, the cat was behind me. She thought it was so cute. And all of a sudden, I look up, and she's taking a picture. I saw the picture of myself. I couldn't believe what it looked like. You know, when I look in the mirror, it doesn't look that bad. But when you see yourself in a photograph, photograph doesn't lie. Man, do I look like, man, I you hit the wall. You think a photograph doesn't lie? I'd prefer the mirror. If the mirror looks better, I'm mm, going. I know, but she caught me off guard. She showed me, I, I said, erase that now. I never want you to see me looking like that. I mean, I hit the wall running. Oh, like I, was run I wonder what this picture was. Oh, you! it's deleted now. I can't even show It was so bad. <laughs> I'm so fucking hideous. Oh. Well, it was no mistake. She took it on Halloween. It was perfect for Halloween. You had to see this picture, but it scared the hell out of you. I hate Stop that fucking it. Halloween. I hate that fucking Halloween, I tell you. You know, by me, yeah, I only saw one kid trick-or-treating on a bicycle with his dad. Cute little boy, but oh, I hate the whole thing. I hate it so much. You was know. he in costume, the little boy? No, it was too early in the day, but they they were like, happy Halloween. I'm like, okay, man, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. It's vile, that holiday. I remember even as a kid, it only led to nonsense and shenanigans. I remember my friend, <laughs> I remember my friends loading up their socks full of chalk so they yeah. could chalk houses, people egging houses. The whole thing was just a Toilet nightmare. Toilet paper. Yeah, the whole the thing. thing. whole thing. Toothpaste. Oh, my God. And just with the costumes and the... But, my God, it's just the worst holiday ever. And people would do all kind of shenanigans. I remember in my neighborhood in Roosevelt, it was Hell Night. Hell Night was the night before Halloween. And oh I my don't God. understand. Where did Hell Night come from? I never heard you, of that. Hell Night. Well, every night in Roosevelt was Hell Night. But if you, <laughs> yeah, you Hell tell? Night, <laughs> you would wake up the morning after Hell Night and it looked like downtown Beirut. 
<laughs> Every house had eggs. My poor dad, he'd be, you know, he worked all week. He'd commute into the city. I mean, my dad put in a lot of hours. And then he'd look at his house, and it'd be egged, and he'd just say, and you can't get egg off with water. You got to repaint the whole house. And he go, "What did they do? What the eggs? It's terrible. People damage other people's property. It's not people. It's their kids." Hmm. I go, "Oh, now you don't like the kids in the neighborhood, huh?" Thanks for sending me to school with them, you <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> now you now you see what I'm going through. Ah. Sammy really loves tequila. He opened the uh, Cabo Wabo Cantina in Cabo San Lucas in 1990, and uh, he owns his own tequila brand. I mean, he's even writing about it. He loves tequila like no one else. Yeah. You were talking, Robin, but I couldn't tell if you were talking to me. No, I can't. I know. I didn't know the mic was on. I was, oh. We were trying to find some lights to put in here. Gotcha. Sammy sold 80% of his Cabo Wabo tequila brand to Campari for $100 million in the mid-2000s and sold the other 20% in 2010. Jesus. Is that right? People had to get their hands on that tequila. My God, $100 million bucks. No wonder he's singing about it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Hey, I didn't want to get in a whole heavy thing, but I was talking about this woman the other day on the air. Her name is Tina Polsky, and I see she's on the phone calling us, and uh, I'll remind you of the story. First, let me get her on. Make sure she's there. Hey, Tina. How are you? Hey, Howard. Nice to speak to you. you know, hello, hello. I was telling Tina's story the other day on the air because I was reading about her, and I, I, I put it under the... Headline, when would, when did it become so popular in politics to be a total outright asshole? <laughs> and I'll, I'll, Tina, tell me if I'm telling this story right. I'll give the quick uh, synopsis. Tina's a Florida state senator. And by the way, when you're a Florida state senator, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tina, it ain't like you're going to get rich. And it ain't like you're in it for the money. You're doing it because you're yes, interested. Sure. Yeah, you're interested in serving the public. You're interested in making yes. sure your schools are good. $29,000. Right. So let's let's understand something. If you start disrespecting these people, you know, going to school board meetings and shouting them down and saying, we know where you live, all this kind of crap, you're going to end up with really mediocre people in these positions. So you go, you go to these school board meetings or you find out where your state senator is and you start threatening them and their family. They'll just quit. They're not going to, you know, for 29 grand, they ain't, they ain't in it for the money. They're in it because they were trying to help. But I was telling the story the other day, and this is what's happening now, I see. There's this kook factor with the anti-vax, with, uh, you know, Trump won the election. It's a kook factor. And the kooks have taken over because mostly politicians have realized since Trump that if you say outrageous, crazy fucking things, nothing happens to you, and these kooks love you. I mean, where else in a country where I saw 
Andrew Cuomo's up on charges suddenly, miraculously, but the president of the United States was on the phone to an official, a government official, telling him, find me votes now. Find me 11,000 votes. I mean, I don't know. Back in the day, that used to be like, oh, my God, the guy's trying to fix the election. Find me 11,000 votes. Make it up. Instead, there are a bunch of people who think he won the election. Yeah, it's just crazy town. I mean, in a way, thank God for the pandemic, because I don't want to leave my house i mean it's too dangerous out there but but anyway so tina is a a woman who is for twenty nine thousand dollars a year she's the florida state senator and from what i read about you tina you've got cancer am i correct yes i have stage one breast cancer and you were going through a little bit of chemo and things like this am i correct um actually radiation yeah i'm in the middle of it now okay Anybody who knows anything about cancer knows or loves anyone with cancer knows that radiation is not only a tough thing to go through, it eats up your body. It's, you know, but cancer is a hard thing. It's debilitating. I've had it. There you go. Exactly. And plenty of it. The woman glows in the dark now, Robin. That's right. I I can't believe I needed light today. I must be going out. (laughs) She looks like uh, the Green Lantern. (laughs) But anyway, uh, and if you know anything about cancer, it, um, especially in the time of a pandemic, people with cancer are going through radiation. They are particularly susceptible if they get COVID to death because uh, their immune system. And they have to stop their treatment, Howard. You can't be treated while you're sick. Robin, that's the most important thing because I was on a very strict schedule, time schedule. And I was up in Tallahassee in between post-surgery, pre-radiation, and everything was kind of scheduled. But I went for committee week and meeting with a lot of different people, including the Surgeon General. So, you know, I had to take precautions. Meanwhile, so here's a woman who is devoting herself to trying to make the community better, going through cancer. She Not only is she going through radiation, but she says, hey, it's important enough that I show up at the, a meeting. I want to talk to the um, Surgeon General about some stuff going on in Florida. And she asked the Surgeon General, mind you, the Surgeon General of Florida, she says to him, I'm having a meeting with you. I'm going through um, radiation. I have cancer. Would you please wear a mask for our meeting? Howard, just to clarify, at that moment, I had not come out with my diagnosis. I just told him I had a serious medical condition. Fair enough. But that should have been enough. (laughs) So she said to him, hey, would you mind wearing a mask, please, when we meet? Well, instead of being a gentleman... And and if he didn't want to wear a mask, say, listen, I'm not comfortable wearing a mask. I don't want to meet with you, blah, 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 blah. He comes on like a like a like an ass. What was the what was the quote I read in the paper, Tina? I don't remember it, but it was crazy what he said. What did he say to you when you said, Hey, wear a mask, yes. please? And I- um, well, he was basically negotiating for quite a while inside the waiting area of my office. And it's he was with two aides, and I was with one of my aides. We both had masks on, but it was kind of a crowded space, and it was very uncomfortable. And he just wouldn't kind of stop the debate and the negotiation. And he suggested we go outside, which is not right there. We're in an office building. Uh, or we meet in the hallway, which is not any better as far as, you know, circulation goes. And when finally I asked him to leave, my other aide was in the hallway and heard him say, I like to reason with unreasonable people. It's fun. So it was very mm. clear he was trying to push my buttons, and, you know, he figured I'm some liberal Democrat from South Florida, and he'd have fun with me. And 
That's what I believe he tried to do. And the guy then issued a statement that said a face covering would have impaired his ability to communicate with State Senator Polsky. Now, come on, dude. The woman tells you she's ill. Would you please wear a mask? We're in a pandemic. This guy's a a surgeon general. That's the kicker to the whole story. It's crazy. It's not, I mean, the, the guy is a, a Harvard graduate. He's not a dumb man. He was appointed by Governor DeSantis last month as the surgeon general, the state surgeon general, and he's a Harvard graduate. He's a bright guy. And this is what people are into now. They want to bully a sick woman. And toy, he says, I like playing with people. I mean, what is going on there? What's going on in America where it's okay to do this shit? I don't understand. I I really shouldn't be talking to you, Tina. I'd rather talk to him. It was, well, good luck getting him on. It was so shocking that he would not accommodate a very simple request, and I should accommodate him. Um, but the backstory is that he requested the meeting with me. Senators have to confirm these uh, heads of agencies and he'd be the head of the Department of Health. And so he goes around to meet senators so we can eventually approve him in a confirmation hearing. Mm. So that's really the kind of ironic kicker is that he needs my vote and he wouldn't accommodate such a simple request. Well, I mean, respect wishes in my, in my office. He's essentially looking for your endorsement and uh, he's going to fuck with you. Now, the guy holds an MD, an MD and a PhD from Harvard. So he is certainly one of the brightest and the best that America has to offer in terms of academics. I don't understand. And you know what? I don't even want to put the guy down. I just want to understand, like, what, what's the point to all of this? You mean, you, are you denying there's a pandemic? Are you denying that a person going through cancer, radiation? Uh, I mean. Well, you wonder, what? has he apologized after learning that you have a no. real medical issue? No. So they put out a statement that Howard's talking about where, he can't communicate effectively with a mask, and he gave me a bunch of other accommodations, <laughs> meaning go outside or go into the hallway. Those are his Dumb. ideas. And no apology. And you know what's really sad? The governor, who also graduated from Harvard, Harvard Law, and I believe Yale undergrad, didn't, went on a little bit of a, a tirade about it. And a couple of days later, he defended the Surgeon General. Never said anything about my cancer. I mean, here I serve with him in Tallahassee. We started at the same time in 2018. Never said, I'm sorry you're going through this. My wife, the First Lady, is also going through cancer, and she's a bit younger than me. And there's thousands of women. Never has the compassion to say anything about all of us. I don't get it. And it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Never says anything. Just goes into not even mentioning my name and talking about me as a they, and like I'm part of this sort of left-wing conspiracy, and said I manufactured this, and that I'm seeking publicity when he's the wow. one who is mm. you know, wish... constantly doing that. So the, the compassion, the humanity, it's just gone, and it's really, yeah. really sad. I wish I understood. I wish I could understand what this is all about. I don't, I think it's if you act crazy, like this crazy fringe, it really reminds me of uh, pre-World War II Nazi Germany, uh, you know, with Hitler coming to power. The, the, like most people were kind of sane, but then got caught up in the insanity, like the, the, the lies. And the, 
I don't understand. Well, what you do is you demonize and make the, uh, you know, people your enemy. So you're no longer just leisure, you know, people who are in the legislature trying to work out problems. If you disagree, you are now the enemy. Yeah. And it's like a woman. Destroy you. A woman with cancer? I mean, you don't. I mean, it's crazy. Just crazy to me. The way people are acting, the uh, the general public, and the I got some death threats. I got some anti-Semitic comments. You know, people Jesus. think I'm crazy, and how dare I ask someone to bow down to my wishes? I mean, that's the way <laughs> it's being portrayed. Wow, I don't understand mm-hmm. it, Tina. I'm telling you, I don't get it. I don't understand I how this happened. Where me neither. <laughs> you know, you used to kind of get beaten up in the newspapers and public opinion if you did something to a woman with cancer and said, I'm not going to wear a mask. And now it's like you almost get applauded for being an asshole. And, you know, and if he apologized to you, his supporters would probably no. turn on him because Trump, right. is, right. Yeah. Trump has turned to Trump. Trump showed them. Do not apologize for anything. Even if you're wrong, don't apologize. Don't say you're wrong ever. Never admit you're wrong. Don't say you lost. Don't say you're wrong. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. And you and Tina, you're the screwed up one for having cancer and making people bow to your wishes. Yeah. You know, when I walk yeah, around, I wear a mask because, you know, I have a have compromised cancer. immune system. Yep. And uh, I sometimes wonder if people think I'm making a political statement. You know, it's yeah. just like yeah. they're walking around the mm-hmm. maskless and I'm wearing a mask. Do they think I'm trying to tell them something? Well, you could get certain Karens out there who would run up to you and say, what the fuck are you doing wearing a mask? Who do you think you are? I mean, it's crazy town yeah. out here. What? Yeah. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. God, nothing wrong with it. It's good. It's good. It's a it's a nice thing to do. All right, Tina. I I, uh, I don't understand, but I'm so glad you called in and. Sorry that happened to you. How are you doing with the cancer? I mean, are you going to be okay? Thank you. Yes, my prognosis is excellent. Caught it early. For everyone listening, please get your mammograms, do your self-checks. That's how I found it. Um, because it's early, I'm going to be fine. Lumpectomy, radiation, and hopefully be back to normal. So I And really I'll tell you what, Tina. Tina, I also yeah. want to thank you for your public service. I know about these jobs. Being a state senator is a thankless kind of, uh, you know, there's a lot of tedium involved, a lot of meetings, a lot of sacrificing of your time. And, uh, you know, I don't know your politics. I don't really know you, Tina, but I do thank you for caring enough about your community to take an interest and to run for one of these offices. And my biggest fear is that a lot of people who do these kinds of jobs are just going to be turned off to politics. Um. Yeah, it just, it's I, true. A lot of people, you know, are not seeking re-election in Congress, and you know, the yep. more moderate. So, what comes in the crazies? Yep. Yep. It's mm-hmm. a scary time. Very scary so time. So, Howard, next oh, time you're yep. in, next time you're in Palm Beach, we'd love to meet you. My Very husband's nice. been a fan since high school, the <laughs> If I ever leave my house, I'll uh, come say hi to you. <laughs> good luck, Tina. Thanks for hanging in there, fighting the good you, fight. Howard. Thanks, Robin. Bye, Tina. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I do. I walk around, you know, if I if I have to go out, and I wonder if somebody's ever going to confront me about wearing a mask. They could. In the crazy world we live in now. 
they will probably attack you for wearing a mask, even though you're fighting for your life. Uh, hey, Donnie, you're on the air in Florida. Hey, Howard, how are you doing? I'm okay. Good, good. I just wanted to uh, let you know, uh, Tina Polsky, she represents my area here um, in the south, in this particular area, South Florida. And I just wanted to tell you, like, she's a straight up senator. I mean, she's not, she, she is reachable. I've actually reached out to her on Facebook, um, especially when all this Parkland bullshit was going on here. Um, you know, I was trying to see if we could get some more precautions in place, uh, you know, when, when the shooting happened and everything. And I mean, she responded right back and, you know, just a, a really down to earth, great lady, great senator. And, uh, you know, for her to be going through all this bullshit with this, this, this drone of, of death Santis, as we call him down here, especially in Palm Beach County, you know, it's just absolute nonsense bullshit. And I, I, I just, it, as somebody that has, has had someone that had breast cancer in their family and my wife, the same thing, uh, in her family, you know, to have to be, you know, politicized like that to make a, to accommodate a common request is just, it, it's beyond me. And it trickled down from, you know, Trumpism and, uh, and, you know, well, DeSantis to, yeah, it, you want to hear it, a crazy, you want to hear a crazy story. I was just reading this. Uh, you know, on Fox News, there's a guy on there named Neil Cavuto. I used to watch Neil all the time. Uh, Neil's a pretty reasonable guy, very bright guy. I like him. And um, and uh, Cavuto, I happen to know, is, uh, you know, he's vocal about it. He's dealt with stage four cancer, open heart surgery. The guy's got a, a multiple sclerosis. I mean, he's got a lot of uh, issues. Um. And he got COVID, and he credits yeah, I heard the vaccine. He got COVID. Yeah, he got COVID, and he credited the vaccination, of course, with saving his life. And he went on the air after he was grateful. He pled with the viewers to save themselves and get the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, this is here's what he said. This is a crazy story. This is just another fucking weird, make no sense story. This is not about left or right. This is not about who's conservative or liberal. Last time I checked, everyone, regardless of their political persuasion, is coming down with this. Cases are stabilizing, but we're still losing 3,000 people a day. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Stop the deaths. Stop the suffering. Please get vaccinated. So pretty reasonable, right? So he got yeah. he gets on and said, "Well, the the people who watched that Fox, they hit him with hateful emails and tweets. I'm telling you, this is like the Twilight Zone. He got death threats. Uh, I guess in an effort to, um, I don't know, be cute, they read him the death threats on the air, uh, and they did a segment that basically just you know read some of these emails where they basically call Neil Cavuto a piece of shit." <laughs> Um, for for quite some time. Here it is. It's crazy. But there are a lot of those people giving you medical advice on television. Oh, no, no, no. This, this is- An email from Barbara here. I admire your remarkable strength through so much adversity. But let me give you some advice. Shut up and enjoy the fact that you're not dead. For now. <laughs> All right. Do you have any better ones? Or is this what the, the, kind of where we're going here? Uh, yeah. The, the email from Ellen, actually. 
keep your chubby hands off my body, you full-figure oh. freak. I decide what I take, not some Mr. Potato Head elitist with snap-on fake hair who gets paid by Big Pharma. Uh, we've got uh, TJ who also emails. It's clear you've lost some weight with all this stuff. Good for you. But I'm not happy with less of you. I want none of you. I want you gone, dead, kaput. Finite, get it? Now take your two-bit advice, deep six it, and you. That's uh, rather harsh, Neil. Well, so, it's uh, weird. But I figured wow. I'd relate that to you. For you the know. Sopranos uh, prequel? Yes. Yeah. It's just weirdo stuff. I mean, I don't understand it. And the weirdos are taking over, I guess. I hope not. Well, I but, don't understand uh, what's so wrong that people have gone this crazy. You know, and, and uh, from what I understand, it was pretty bad in Germany when Hitler took over. People were hungry. They didn't have jobs. The, the economy mm -hmm. was depressed. And so they were miserable and looking for somebody to lead them out of that. But what's so bad in the United States that people are willing to start having these kind of conversations? I don't know. I it, think they're, it's crazy. they 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 want a Führer. They want um they want um they want a fixed election. I don't know what. Yeah, they want. Uh, life's guess. too good. It's almost like it seems like it's too good. We want to have blood running in the streets, and you know, yeah. have you know your sons going off to war and dying from killing others. You know, other Americans. But I guess the other. It, 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 the other There's 20, let me just finish ignorance. this. Uh, yeah, well, Donnie, let me just finish this. The the, the, the other 23 hours, they, they got shit like this on the air over there. But there are a lot of those people giving you medical advice on television, and you should ignore them. The advice they're giving you isn't designed to help. It's designed to make you comply. Now that we, the science shows the vaccine will not necessarily protect you, it's not protecting many people. You know what? I personally will not get the COVID vaccine, and I personally will not be forced to get it. How dare the government or anyone else tell me how to live my <laughs> life nuts. or mandate I take a shot to live and work and what I then thought. Get the fuck out of America, then, if you don't want to go along with everyone else. Agreed. We've had we've had we've had vaccine mandates for children in schools for for forever. That's how we got rid of polio. Fuck you, you fucking moron. Get out. And, fuck you. You. and the government you know the mandated that everyone take the smallpox vaccine. Of course. That's why people don't have it. They needed to eradicate that disease. But the weird thing I read is that over at Fox News, they've have one of the most stringent vaccination mandatory policies in any business you got to get that fucking vaccine if you want to work at fox news but, but they don't that's tell why i think they're all acting they ran yeah. out and got the vaccine and they you know keep themselves vaccinated and they have everybody vaccinated on the set so that they don't get sick but then they cater to this audience that wants to hear this kind of crap by the way who did i tell you is the greatest president that ever lived uh, George Washington. George Washington, exactly. George Washington, and I could go through all my reasons why he was the greatest, but the number one reason, he didn't want to be king. They wanted to make him king. He said, no, we just fought a whole fucking war. Well, he was dealing with a bunch of idiots. We got rid of a king. Right. We don't want a king. Yeah, idiots. They were going to make George Washington. So George Washington, a lot of people don't understand history. He mandated a smallpox vaccine for the Continental Army. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? So what's more American than that? Well, this is the thing. Now we got military people saying, I'm not going to do something. When you're in the military, you follow orders. That's it. Well, what happened to that? Well, when you're in the military, you're charged with protecting America. 
What's better protection than getting getting everyone vaccinated? But now everybody's like, well, we don't want to necessarily mandate it, but, you know, we're trying to encourage everybody in the military to get a vaccine. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened to the military? Ted Nugent's a big anti-vaxxer, too. He's 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 a trip and a half. Well, of he's course on, he is. Not. He's an anti-everything. They put him on PBS, he, uh, a show called Off the Record, although it's got to be the most entertaining off the record yet. Um <laughs> He thinks the vaccine is stupid. Now, why? Well, maybe here's the logic. Here you go. You want to know about it. Here it is. What did you, word did you use to describe the vaccine? You don't believe it's real, sir? No, it's not a vaccine. It's an experimental shot. Now, the FDA was forced to authorize it here recently, but they were jabbing people with an experimental shot right up until that fake authorization. Would you speak to the people who believe it is a worthwhile vaccine and it is saving lives? Are they just dead wrong? Are they been fed a fed a line from the federal government? Tim, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to the people that went ahead and got the jab. I speak their language. I would speak to them thusly. They understand that. Does he well, think that so the polio all these millions vaccine... of people that got the shots, they're just stupid? Yep. But does uh, he what? really think the polio vaccine was not experimental? Stupid? Yeah. Well, but it, it, it had arguing, never happened before. They had not had a polio vaccine. You're they arguing, developed the you're, polio vaccine and then people took it. You're arguing with a musician. And uh, not a scientist, you know. I mean, really. But the I point mean, is, they act like every vaccine that came along for a new illness wasn't new. Yeah, good point. And you know, Howard, one thing that drives me nuts is that a lot of these people, like they're they're scared. They're scared. And I listen. I'm very pro vaccine, but I can understand some of the hesitation slightly. Okay. However. If you talk to them more online and stuff, they're scared. And I'm just going to say right now, like, I got J&J back in March, and I got the Pfizer a few days ago. feel great. Had a, I was tired I for about six hours, and uh, I'm feeling great. I'm back to normal. <laughs> Listen, if they're, if they're legitimately scared, they see enough of us took it, and uh, we're doing fine. Um, come on. I mean, come on. The, the whole thing is so silly. And, uh, you it know, and then you know the a guy like Ted Nugent when he when he got COVID, he took anything but he took all that shit that uh, people take. All you the know. fake shit that doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, right. You know, it's like you're willing to put that in your body. Why are you not afraid of that horse dewormer and all that other shit? I got the Wuhan weaponized virus, and I I survived quite nicely after a couple of days because I did what the government told me not to do, which is what I always do. Because what the government tells you to do is always the wrong thing. I took hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, steroids, and zinc, and continued with my healthy lifestyle, being clean and sober and eating venison. And my wife and I recovered in just a few days. Well, you got lucky. A lot of people yeah. do survive it, and, and God bless. And they don't do anything. That's you right. claim you're doing all these right things. Yeah, you didn't know what he's doing. That's the point. All right. Anyway, he's full uh, of too because mRNA that's been under research for twenty plus years. Yeah, and and for other uses. So, uh oh, who's at the door? I got. Uh, hey, uh, Donnie, I got to say goodbye. I got somebody at the door here. Open the door! Open the door!
open the damn door! You're oh. a bigot! Do you it's, hear me? It's Judge Janine from uh, Fox oh. News. Hi, Judge Janine. How are you? Judge Janine Piero, how are you? I'm frankly outraged because you are a bigot against unvaccinated Americans. Shame on you. And you too, Robin. Well, Robin, okay, oh, I, I understand. Admit to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please, please. You know, I watch you. I what? see you on TV. You yell oh, a lot. And, yeah, you know, you yell a lot. I mean, you, you oh. act like you're some kind of expert on everything. I mean, what do you know? What do I know? I know that you sheepy libs are just lining up and rolling up your sleeves for a double dose of hate. Oh, oh, and once you're vaccinated, you get right back in line for a booster shot of discrimination. <laughs> I'll laugh all well, you want, Robin, but now you've achieved it. Immunity kind of, from the truth. I mean, you you are like shot out of a cannon. You know, when I say on TV, I figured they just, you know, they, 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 they for that one hour. But I guess all day you're shot out of a cannon. They had to reduce her to one hour. Even Fox couldn't take her. <laughs> oh, please, please. I'm just sick of listening to you talk like you're the expert. Tell me, Howard, who is this Pfizer? Who is Pfizer? Tell me, please. Well, Pfizer's a drug company. That's what they oh. are. Oh, but I've never met Pfizer, have you? Have I you? have not. I have not. Oh. I haven't met the I didn't meet the guy who invented the polio vaccine either, I, but I read about him. Let me ask you another question. Why okay. is the peace silent? In Why Pfizer? is the peace silent? What are <laughs> they know. hiding? Come on, well, Howard. Uh, the P in Pfizer, you're right. It should be Pfizer. You're absolutely <laughs> right, right about that. I I don't and know let what me ask you another question. I've okay. never met anybody who works at the CDC. Have you? No, I don't know anyone in particular. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. What does that mean, Janine? Oh. I just want to hear. Oh. What does it mean, Robin? Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know what mean? point. I don't know what the point is this, but uh, I know I've never met anyone from the CDC, and I don't know what the silent P is in Pfizer. I do not know. Well, Moderna... let me ask you a better question then. Whose okay. America is it? Yours, mine, or the illegal aliens? You tell me. Well, I believe it's yours and mine. It's ours. Oh, it is? <laughs> you're difficult to argue. shocked by everything I rest said. my case. Please, kind you of don't judge know what the you? hell you're talking about. I can't you even be, stand it. You must Ridiculous. have been a judge in traffic court or what something. What can't you stand? I'm just asking questions. Am I allowed to do that? Well, Who's uh, running America? <laughs> Is it kooky Who's... criminal Kamala Harris? Or is it old Hillary Clinton? I'm just asking. You tell oh, me. I believe the president is Joe Biden. You got a Senate. You got a Congress. What are you talking about? So you know what, what am I, what am I talking did. about? Listen to me, Robin, honey. you tell me. What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't I'm talking know. I about help this. You. <laughs> Let me ask you a more important question. Can Go. we really trust Dr. Phony Fauci? <laughs> of course you can. The guy's got tremendous credentials. What's What are you oh, talking about? He kept people with AIDS alive and walking our streets. Be sure to oh, thank him the next time a crackhead spits blood at you on the L train. Listen, oh, you honey. don't take the train, do you? You don't leave your home, please. The like you're on the train. <laughs> 745,000 people have died from COVID in the United States. Millions worldwide. I mean, I don't know what you're, you're rambling about. What's the matter with you? I, I'm just asking questions. Am I not allowed to do that? Is it not a free country? All right, Is ask it? a question. Go ahead, ask a question. 
Have Mexicans taken white people's jobs? <laughs> That's a question. I'll give you that. You know what you need what? more than a vaccine? You need a Xanax, what? honey. You're shot out of a cannon, ask I swear. Ask me a question. Ask me what you really want to ask me. Go ahead, ask, ask me. Where'd Go you ahead. get your law degree is what I want to know. Oh, please. What a cop out. I'm sick right. of your jokes. Well, you practice law. I, I just wish America was what it used to be. I just miss What was that it have. that you love so much about America before? Well, we could have a big barbecue and shoot our guns in the air and make racist jokes. Oh, what happened to America? <laughs> Amazing. Well, at least she left on her own accord. Right. One time I shut the door and a person was yelling right through the door. <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, let me let me uh, switch topics here for a minute because I got a little bit of phony phone call fun for you. And the morning is moving by rapidly. Uh, this one's good. We we uh, we we from time to time make phony phone calls to swap and shop. Is it swap shop or swap and shop? I don't even know. Swap shop. Swap shop. Well, we love to prank call them. There's two of these things: swap shop and tradeo. Right. And it's a it's a very uh, unusual radio format that allows people to buy, sell, and trade items over the air. And I'm happy to say I've never lived in an area where those things were on the air. Yeah, I don't think I have either, but they let the callers buy and sell almost anything. Sal once called in, because we were like, I think they'll sell anything on there. Sal called in to sell Jewish teeth from World War II. <laughs> and the the host, you remember this, the host had no issue with it. It was crazy. Hey, here. Let's uh, wheel and deal and caller number one. Welcome to the Tradio Show. I inherited this from my great-great-grandfather. It was from WW2. It's a jar. Uh, containing several gold teeth from Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about seven, eight teeth, about 11 ounces of gold uh, Jewish teeth from Auschwitz. Okay. Uh, I figure we get maybe uh, 75 to to $100 for it. Okay, thank you for your call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> thank you for your call. <laughs> like, is he listening? No, I hope not. They once did a bit on Saturday Night Live. I think it was uh, Jimmy Fallon when he was on there. And he was a radio guy. I forget who did the bit. Maybe it wasn't him. But I remember that it was a radio guy. It stuck with me because it was about radio. And the guy was a morning radio guy. And he'd have a guest in and he'd go, mm-hmm. He'd be interviewing someone. He goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it... I don't know who the hell did the bit, but it was so funny. It was so great because radio guys sometimes, I mean, this guy's clearly, not, we got some Jew teeth from World War II. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. You can sell that. <laughs> thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. They're just worried about their delivery. Um, another time we tried to sell a plaster mold of Johnny Carson's taint. And <laughs> Oh, you're right. The guys are right. It was in Wayne's World 2. It wasn't Saturday Night Live. It was Harry oh. Shearer. And it was brilliant. That's where I saw it. Okay. Harry Shearer was the DJ, and he was so good. He was like, mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> I think the boys were, the, the two dudes from Wayne's World were on the radio with him, and they were saying all kind of crazy shit. He was just like, mm-hmm, okay, all right, mm-hmm. Right. 
not aware of anything they were saying. <laughs> it didn't matter. Uh, yeah, so here is when uh, they called in with Johnny Carson's taint for sale. Good morning, this is Rupshot. My dad was a costume designer for The Tonight Show when Johnny Carson was the host of the television show. Do you remember that? Sure. This is a, a plaster mold of Johnny Carson's taint. The plaster was applied right underneath the uh, testicular area, and I like about uh, $65 for it. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> Tell you, it's Wayne's World 2. So anyway, we got curious to try and sell some human organs on the Tradio. Mm. And so Sal and Richard, what do you think? Do you think you can sell uh, human organs on? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yeah. yeah. For a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty much right on. <laughs> there you go. Here's proof. Oh, yeah. The award-winning world-famous swap shop is officially on the air and let's talk some folks here on the phone hello you're on swap shop hi there and first off i apologize if you ooh, hear my teeth chattering i'm freezing my rump off right now i know it's freezing yeah i'm calling you from a bathtub filled with ice <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i was getting loaded at a bar last night with some stranger from overseas and Next thing you know, I wake up in a bathtub full of ice. I got a scar on my side. My kidney's gone. So I'm looking to buy a kidney out there if anybody's got one for sale. All right. Well, I'm sure some people would be glad to help you out. Oh, great. Well, I didn't know if you were allowed to buy and sell body parts on here. We do whatever we want here. We've we, we sold rocket launchers on here before. Oh, wow. Have you ever bought or sold a kidney before? No, this will be a first. Well, I tell you what, I got some other calls. I better get to them, but we sure appreciate you calling. Gentleman needs a kidney. Hi, you're on Swap Shop. Hey there, cuz. Hello. My wife, Ethel, and I, we're really hurting for some cash, and I've got an extra kidney that I don't need. Well, I'm sure he'll be glad to hear that. You got a phone number for Here, me? Here, bite this bullet, Fred. This is going to hurt like a son of a gun. You're, you're on the air, by the way. Did you know that? You sure you know where my kidney's at? You better not cut out my pancreas or my liver. Uh, don't worry, uh, Fred. I watched the YouTube video. Yeah, give us, let us know how it goes. Here we go. Hello? Oh, wow. Got the kidney, Fred. Oh, there you go. He's 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 uh, got one for sale, apparently. We're rich. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Doesn't. But uh, tell you what. Oh, no, Petey the dog just ran off with Fred's kidney. Well, I hate it for you. Well, I tell you what. I got another call I got to take. Go uh, get the kidney uh, from that dog, you dumb old ass bitch. Oh, man. It's chaos over here at the radio station. <sighs> I'm about afraid to go to the phone lines, but. I don't have any choice, do I? Hello, you're on Swap Shop. Hey, buddy, it's the guy in the bathtub full of ice again. Uh, okay. Hey, I screwed up when I called in before. I'm so sorry. I got my organs mixed up. I actually need a liver. All right, well. Uh, yeah, and just hurry and find me a liver, because I'm already crapping blood over here. All right. Oh, man. You know, I, shows like this, you kind of look forward to the commercials, don't you? Let's, it's chaos over here, I'm telling you. Well, I t I'll take one more call. Boy, I'm, I'm just taking a risk here, aren't I? Good afternoon, you're on Swap Shop. That nabbit, I cut out my kidney for nothing. Now what am I supposed to do? Well, you can call him if you want. 
No, I'm calling you. You're the one that left that fella on the air to say he needed a kidney. Then he switched it to a liver. So you owe me your this, kidney. How was this? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know about that. I know. Fred, tell him we can sure use his pecker, too. Oh. Yours hasn't been hard since I, I, Truman was president. I'm, well, I'm tired of tripping over your knockers, too. I, He's got the saggiest old dick. Okay. <laughs> I had a feeling I was going to get around to something really, uh, really bizarre. Okay. I need somebody to screen my calls, please. Uh, it's it's just been one of those weeks. Today's madness. 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 Yeah, they need a call screener. <laughs> I like it. The, the first time he calls in and he says, you know, I was at a bar and I'm in a bathtub of ice because I woke up and they took my kidneys. Like He didn't even flinch. He was just like, oh, oh so, okay. Uh, well, you need a kidney? Okay. Sounds like, a, you know, like... like wouldn't you say, and Jesus? And then when Richard questions whether you can buy and sell organs, he goes, I don't see why not. Uh, we've sold a rocket launcher before. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we sold some rocket launchers to that fella, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that scene from uh, Wayne's World where the dude's not listening. Okay. I'll play it for you. Back with you on WPIG Maximum Grunt. <laughs> All right, we're our special guest right now, Wayne Campbell, Garth Elgar, Wayne's World, Wayne's World. All right, talking about Wayne Stock, very exciting, big event. Everybody's excited, huh? Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a big concert at Adelaide Stevenson Park. Uh huh. It's just going to be a big party. You know, we got uh -huh. some great bands coming. Uh huh. Like Aerosmith. Uh huh. I just want to remind everybody that there's still plenty of tickets left. Uh-huh. But that's no reason to wait till the last minute. Uh-huh. Because it's just a, a chance for the city of Aurora... Mm -hmm. ...to do something... Uh-huh. ...fun. Uh-huh. ...and to put the city on the map. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Oh, well, <laughs> work is hard. <laughs> You're not really listening to me, are you? Uh-huh. I mean, I could say anything right now, like, you're a complete tool. Mm hmm But you wouldn't hear it, because you're a freak with a microphone. Uh-huh. It's not even challenging anymore. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Isn't that true, sphincter boy? Uh-huh. What? Oh! <laughs> They're getting closer all the time. All right, good information about Wayne Stock. Very exciting. We'll be back with more right after Pig Sports. Right now, it's 16 minutes past the big hour. Is that not right, Mr. Scream? Great, good stuff. I think people are getting really cranked. <laughs> hey, I've been there. Because Harry Shearer knows radio, obviously, because uh, obviously, he's busy. Yeah. He's shuffling around his carts in that scene. You know, he's trying to get all his radio stuff together while those boys are talking. He's just vamping. Mm-hmm. 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 Sounds like me when I'm talking to Fred, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I say I hate you, we break up, you There's uh, Taylor Swift, who opened the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, singing Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow, while inducting uh, Carol King. I can't believe it took this long to get Carol King in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How did that get overlooked? 
I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I hate that game of like, hey, who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because when you analyze it, it makes no sense anyway. It's just crazy. You know who I like? I, I wonder if you've seen this video. Jack Black has a band called Tenacious D, but they're, I'm not sure what they're, I guess they're supposed to be funny, but they're actually very talented. I saw Jack Black doing, uh, gee, that guy's so fucking talented. He was doing, uh, with his band, you know, which is that other guy. It's two guys. They were, uh, doing a video of, um, a cover version of, um, the Beatles song. The fuck was the song again? I'm trying to remember. You never give me your money. You know how and that you know how it goes. You never give me your money, and then goes into the end. And in the end, the love you yeah. give it. They did a version, and I liked it. It was really good, and the video is funny as shit. Yeah, because Jack Black is so frantic, and he starts acting out the song. You know, like when he says money, he he does that thing with your fingers, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> indicates money, and he just. I don't know. I thought it was really good. You never give me your money. But I can't decide. Do they want to be funny or do they want to be serious musicians? I don't think they can make up their mind. Right. You break down. I never give you my He loves music. I only give you my situation. But in the middle of investment. I break down. Out of college, money spent. See no future, pain no rent. <laughs> it's funny. Gone, nowhere to go. But he's good. Monday morning, hit the sack. What the fuck, y'all? Look at my crack. Yellow belly, gone, nowhere to go. Bro, that magic feeling. No you gotta see the video. Go. It's really good. Oh, that magic feeling. And I saw some douchebag wrote under, you know, you read the comments underneath. Most of them are uh-huh. positive, but some guys are like, eh, fuck these guys, they blow. And I'm like, they blow? You tried doing that with an acoustic guitar. I don't know. Let's I love hear it. his music. Yeah, who's yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, people get jealous when you see somebody that talented. Jack Black's talented. That is one talented motherfucker. I love that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow. And oh, Jack one, Black. Uh, Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal, where she's fat. And then Jason Alexander at the end has a dog tail. I fucking love <laughs> wagging his tail. <laughs> it's the greatest. Shallow Hal. Adam, what was it like? Some woman put a spell on him that whenever he sees a, a, a girl who's not that good looking, he thinks they're gorgeous. He thinks they're beautiful. Yeah, he, he sees what's internal as opposed yeah. to what's external. And Gwyneth Paltrow weighs like 700 pounds. Like she's heavier than uh, Tammy from Thousand Pound Sisters. She's got it all. She's got so much fat. And every time Jack Black looks at her, all he sees is a super hot Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and then at the end, the, the spell comes off and he's like, what the? F-? He's like, whoa. <laughs> it's the greatest movie. But I don't know. I thought this was pretty good. Tenacious day. Rock and roll, won't we? 
I don't know. Impressive to me. Then again, I'm not a guitar player and I'm not a singer, but I'm impressed. Um, I had a friend who was telling me that, you know, I was all impressed with Bonnie Raitt's guitar playing, and he's saying, it's, it's not that hard what she does. And I oh. said, to me it is. I said, to me, because I don't know any better. You know. You know, I I don't I don't well, know. I was just in here talking about picking up tips from Bonnie Raitt. I don't know. I think it was one of the twins uh, with... Um, with well, with uh, Brandy Carlisle, right. Yeah, yeah, that he was saying yep. that they played with her and he was getting tips from her about slide guitar. Here's the little uh, celebration I put together for Ronnie's birthday. Ronnie turned 72. All right. Yeah, you'll have some fun with this. All right, here's your question. Who's older, Ronnie or the hula hoop? Oh, uh, Ronnie. You're right. Ronnie's older. The hula hoop was invented in 1958. <laughs> Looking back on it, it doesn't seem like such a hard thing to invent, but somebody figured it, it out. It is kind of right? weird. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, like, what the vision was there. But, okay. Like, hey, let's invent a hoop made out of plastic that you just kind of move your midsection and try to keep it spinning. That's a pretty crazy invention, actually. Um, the, the fact that people went for it for a while and it was a craze. Craze. Is what's crazy. <laughs> and what's crazy is no one thought of it till 1958. That means even like before Jesus Christ, nobody figured out a hula hoop. You figured out <laughs> well, the guy who... Well, they didn't have plastic. It would right. have been hard having a wooden wheel you know, well, to you figure out. go around your waist. <laughs> but, you know, you figure out the guy who invented the wheel would have thought, you know, maybe we'll also make one of these and fit it for your your abdomen so that you can spin <laughs> it around a little. <laughs> Uh, okay. We're talking about vaccines. Who's older, Ronnie or the polio vaccine? Ronnie is older than the polio vaccine. Ronnie is. Look at you. The polio vaccine well, was invented. all that stuff. The polio vaccine was invented in 1955. 1955. Yeah. Not that long ago, when you think about it, the world was covered in polio. Here, listen up, you fucking morons who won't get the vaccine. Some guy came up with a polio vaccine, got rid of polio. People were in wheelchairs. People were dying. People, oh, forget about it. Their children, you know, were were more susceptible than adults. And guess what? Today, those people, again, there are people who don't want to take the polio vaccine because they haven't seen mm-hmm. polio. Yeah. Who's older, Ronnie or the game Monopoly? I'm going to say that... Monopoly is older than Ronnie. Yep. Boy, you're good at this. Monopoly was invented in 1903. All right. Here's a, I'm not going to go on with this all morning, but Ronnie or the television remote control? <laughs> 
<laughs> Ronnie is older than the television remote control. Absolutely, because you remember. Ronnie used to be the remote control, yeah. Right, you used to have to get up. I, when I was a kid, you got up and turned the TV on and off and all that stuff. And I remember and when the remote control. used you for that. They'd say, yeah. go turn the t- change the channel for me. And I'd be like, well, what am I, Gunga Din? Why don't you do it? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over here? Why do I have to change the channel? What, because I'm a kid? You get off your fat ass and change it. I'm the one who's in shape over here. Uh, yeah, Ronnie's older than the remote control. The first television remote control was invented in 1950 by the Zenith Radio Corporation. As a matter of fact, I can remember my parents got a remote control in their bedroom. The TV downstairs that we all shared, no, no remote control. They had the remote control. I couldn't wait for them to leave the house. And I'd lay in their bed and um, and, and use their remote control. And then I had the real good idea to lay in their bed naked because I'd heard about masturbation. I was a kid. <laughs> and I go, I'll, I'll put on Gilligan's Island with that remote control and uh, I'll beat off. Or at least I couldn't figure out what beating off was, quite frankly. And then I peed all over their bed. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Did I didn't realize. Did you change the sheets? I forget why. I think I peed all over my stomach, and for fortunately, didn't get, I mean, if my parents had figured out that I was pissing in their bed. Right. Whatever, yeah. Oh, my God. A little bit of pee came out, and I yeah, got it on my stomach, and I wiped it off with a bunch of tissues I'd brought in. I was pretty, I, I, I orchestrated it pretty well. <laughs> so you didn't have a full uh, emptying of your bladder. No, thank God, because, you know, my mother was so good at humiliating me. My father just would have been like, you're a moron, you idiot. What are you, ruining our bed? You're not laying in there naked. My mother would have been, what did you do? I had to clean out that bed. The 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 the, the beautiful quilt I bought was ruined. We put it in the laundry room for two days. I washed it four times and it didn't get the stench of the urine out of there. Oh, you know what that cost to get a new mattress and bedding? It cost oh, yeah, a you fortune. Done. Ooh. When I was a girl, we had no bedding. We had nothing. You slept on the floor. <laughs> you urinate all over a mattress. It's ruined. It's filthy, dirty. It's going to take us weeks to get a new mattress. You idiot. You saved yourself. How did you do this? <laughs> I, I, I. I don't even know what I, I'd have. I'd come up How would you bullshit. explain it? <laughs> I'd be like, hamana, hamana. <laughs> he was, what were you doing? You're laying in the bed peeing, urinating. And the stench of urine now is in our bedroom. It got into the mattress. It got into the wood. And it fused in with it. And it smells horribly. And you would have had to produce, you know, she would have said, where are the clothes? Because obviously you wet your clothes. I got to do laundry and clean all this stuff. And then you wouldn't have had any wet clothes. Where's your underwear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Thank God. I somehow didn't pee all over their bed like and get. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because I don't know what I would have done. You know, when they caught me chewing my furniture, that was bad enough. I had no explanation for that. But just having to admit that I 
I had heard from my friend's older brother that you could masturbate. And I said, well, hmm, let me take this for a spin. And they were out, and I knew I was very attracted to Ginger from Gilligan's Island. And, uh, yeah, I peed on myself. But if you had had to tell them, yeah, I was in your bed naked. Yeah, I was totally nude <laughs> with that remote control, my legs akimbo. I was all spread out with my tiny penis and probably didn't even have pubes at that point. And I knew that something was supposed to come out. So I was rubbing the peen and I felt it. It was burning, but it was like it was urine. You know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know you had to keep rubbing that thing. And boom, a big, like, like, like a, you know how like a fountain goes up? Like a little spout. Yeah, like a spout. spout. It went straight up in the air and hit me all over my belly. Oh my God. And I went, oh, 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 fuck. You know, like, oh. And it didn't get, miraculously landed on my belly, the urine. And I, I, I had tissues and I sopped it up enough. It was like old faithful. Oh, my now God. I was like, believe in God because I know. Thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for saving my life. Because and now even it would be a you got to hear this one, Beth. <laughs> Howard, when he was a boy, we came home and the bed, our bed, Ben and my bed was soaked with urine and the stench was something else. It was horrible. And we couldn't figure out the smell. And we suffered so. We suffered. We suffered so with that smell. The whole house. And I'm like, what the hell happened? What is that smell? She started blaming me. <laughs> it was on Ben's side of the bed. And there was a stench and a wet, and I took the, and I said to Howard, what is going on here? And he didn't answer me. <laughs> I knew right away. And I took the sheets and the bedding. And mind you, we had a plastic that protected the mattress, and it soaked right through the plastic. <laughs> he... He ruined the whole bed. We had to get a new bed, except for the wood frame. You forget, Ben. We had to get a new wood frame because we couldn't find a mattress the exact size. That's right. I had to pay for that. I'm telling you, Beth, life was never the same after that. It smelled in our room. When we sold our house, the people who smelled it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, thank God my parents didn't smell. I mean, oh, my God. If they had gotten the whole story out of you. Oh, my God. She would have told the whole story. He was in our bed naked. <laughs> he was naked, and he didn't even know how to masturbate. <laughs> I, I thought it, that's what masturbation was, and, and, and I peed. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Mayor, I saw Ginger from 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 Gilligan's Island. I went off like Old Faithful. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh my 
my God. They went out of the house. I ran into bed naked with the new remote. <laughs> <laughs> Who's older, Ronnie or Seltzer, Robin? <laughs> oh, I think that Seltzer is older than Ronnie. Seltzer is older. The uh, carbonated water was invented in 1767. I didn't know that. Amazing. Let me see if there's any. Who's older, Ronnie or Israel? Oh. Yeah, it's close. I'm going to say that Israel is older than Ronnie. You got everyone right. Israel's older by one year. Israel was created as an independent Jewish state in 1948. Happy birthday, Ronnie. There you go. There you go. A little Ronnie there trivia in honor go. of Ronnie's birthday. And he says, I don't remember his birthday. <laughs> What's the matter with him? You had to plan for that. You didn't just throw that together. Yeah. Let's go to Aaron, who is in Ohio. Hey, Aaron. Hi. Hey, now. Hey, now. Oh, my God. I can't believe I fucking got through. This is insane. Okay. What's Holy up? Holy shit. Hi. I was, I was calling to talk about Tenacious D because they are amazing. They have several albums. You have to listen to them. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, I don't know that much that. about Tenacious D, but uh, I, when I saw the video for "You Never Give Me Your Money," I was like, "And the end, and that whole you know that whole Beatles thing." I was just like, "Wow, these guys are really good." So, and I don't I mean, know if you've ever seen High Fidelity. I never watched Have High you ever Fidelity. Seen High Fidelity. No, but oh, what movie did I see with them? Yeah, all right. Okay, Aaron, thanks. Good to if talk John to you. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I know. I never got into that. It's about the record store and people really into vinyl and all that. Nah, it wasn't for me. I never got into that. Well, Is Jack he, Black in that? Jack Black does a, yes, he does a performance of Let's Get It On, and it's so good. Yeah. Like, he's... It's so good. He's funny, but, like, he's really a good singer. He, you know, I, I think those guys could be legit if they wanted to, but I think they're afraid to take themselves seriously. I, I get that. But anyway, thank you. Oh, here's a Ronnie birthday uh, song. You want that? So Ronnie doesn't sure. feel so bad. Let him we feel him. celebrated by the show. All right, here's a Ronnie birthday song. Let me see that pussy. It's Ronnie my birthday. I know what day it is. Yeah. 72 years old. I got this Rolls Royce. Awkward. Ronnie my birthday. She went to get her fucking car. Stephanie Peggy's Want to fuck me in the ass? Go ahead. Happy just having a good time, man. Hope you blow your load. Fucking hole that can fit a big fucking 10-foot cock in it. There you go. Oh, there's more? Oh, that's it. Okay, good. I was kind of, I'd had enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was enough. Yeah. He's all sexed up there, We got the idea. Ride. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was reading this. This made me happy, and I want to make you happy, too, and this should make you happy. Because we take some pride in our radio career. Um, this backs me up that audiences are so much smaller now on regular radio. Number one, I, I was reading that in New York, where, of course, we spent many, many years. And when did we leave? When did we leave regular radio, regular over the air radio? So let me do some quick math, if you don't mind, because I got to <laughs> figure out how many years ago that was. It'll take okay. me a minute. This is 2021, am I correct? That's right. All right. Mm. 
Well, let's add 10 to 2005. You're already up to 2015. Yeah. Now I know, uh, hmm. Well, I'm going to go on the the fingers. Just keep the 10 in the bank. Okay. Uh-huh. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So that's 16 years ago we left. Yes. I like to do math on the air. It helps kids to learn how to do it quickly. <laughs> do. It helps the kids. You know, I know you're sitting there in school going, math's a drag, but you can see how quickly I can, you know, compute cipher. numbers. The ci- <laughs> cipher. How quickly I cipher. And that's a skill you learn through, you know, listening to your teachers and studying. That's definitely I mean, called ciphering what you're doing. Now, I'm very bright. I do it very quickly. And, uh, you, you know, I don't know and if you'll you ever be able to. you have your tools with you, your fingers and your toes. Yeah, <laughs> and I know how to use them. But did you see, the trick was I went 2005 to 2015, and I put the 10 in the bank, and then I could easily yeah. get to the number. Yeah. Yeah. I go up by 10s. That's a little trick or a tip. For you Tip. kids. For you kids. <laughs> We're struggling with math out there. <laughs> Makes it easier. But I was looking at this, uh, the audience numbers. Elvis Duran was number one in morning radio with 641,000 weekly listeners. Oh. 20 years ago, in 2001, that the number one show, WINS, had 1.4 million. See? So what's going on is the audiences are now half of what they were 20 years ago. Yeah. So when you're number one, and by the way, the top three shows were all veterans of Z100. It was Scott Shannon, Elvis Duran, and Cubby Bryant, who's now on Light FM. And uh, they, they've they learned now, because the way ratings are taken, play more music and shut the fuck up. Oh. And uh, they got more less talk, more music. And those three guys are thriving. They're doing very, very well. Scott and Elvis and Cubby. But uh, there's not a lot of new blood out there. All those guys have been in New York radio for a really long time. So yeah. I say that's... Uh, indicative of uh, where radio's going. I'm talking about over-the-air radio. So, and I'd like to think, the reason I bring it up is somehow, I'm not going to go through all of the uh, logic, but somehow I feel we're responsible for all of that. Or I'd like to take, right now I'd like to take responsibility for all of that (laughs) and say, we left and look what happened. Right? That's right. Everything fell apart. Like in math, I'm drawing a conclusion. <laughs> and you know, kids, I might take the long way, but I get there. With math and with radio. I said, a kid asked me, how are you so good at math and figuring things out? I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'd be a lot better at it if I had 40 more fingers. If I had 40 more <laughs> fingers, I'd be like Stephen Hawking. You'd be a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> By the way... um, yeah, so anyway, radio, there you go. I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is what's happening. Uh-oh. Sounds urgent. Hold on. Excuse me for one minute. Oh, look who it is. Bubba the Love Punch. How are you, Bubba? 
Bubba the Love Smart Show, BRN, Bubba Radio Network. Hey, Howard. Hey, Howard. You know it's hard yeah. out there for us radio guys right now, Howard. We can barely get a damn sponsor for our double guillotine chalk the cock deal we're doing today, buddy. Bubba, you bring up a good point. Uh, Bubba is on regular radio. Everybody knows Bubba's a friend of ours, and he says radio out there is rough. He can't even get a sponsor for, what is it, the shock the cock thing? We're doing a shock the cock, check the ball deal. we got a blow torch down to go. And, hey, we're going to stick a wasp nest up for Breezy's cock hole, but we can't get a damn sponsor here, Howard. I know. Hey, by the way, uh, it's good to hear your voice. I haven't spoken to Bubba in a while. He sent me a beautiful ring uh, that he gives to a lot of his listeners. Oh, that's he, right. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the and, uh, Bubba uh, Army ring. Hey, Howard, which ring? Which uh, finger are you wearing the Bubba Army ring on, Howard? I know you I'll love the you, uh, I gotta, ring deal. I heard you talk about the damn uh, ring deal. You got the ring I got to wear right? it on my thumb. It's so big. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a Super Bowl ring. By the way, Bubba took a job at DoorDash as a delivery person to make some extra what? money over the summer. Yeah, radio yeah. is really tough right now. Right, Bubba? How, that's why you got to tell Jennifer Witz to get us back on, buddy. Come on. How much fun did we have? I know. Tell Jim Myers, too. You know, I'm doing the damn DoorDash deal. We got the Uber Eats Jobber deal. We got the Grubhub deal and the Seamless deal. And come on. Hey, Howard, if you I tell told Jennifer you. Witz, I'll get her a Bubba Army ring. I we'll told get on you, the Bubba. Deal. I, Howard, we'll get Bubba, back on the Bubba, I'm not deal. in charge. I'm not in charge of the radio uh, company. I'm not. I, I do work for SiriusXM, but I can't get you. I just can't get you on the air like that. What's the matter with you? Howard, you got to get us on, Howard. Even that damn poor Ned over here is destitute. Hey, hey, Ned, tell him. Yes, I'll suck your dong for $5. <laughs> and doing the uh, dong deal. Got the dong suck deal over <laughs> Bubba tested positive for COVID twice since uh, we talked twice. to him. Twice. Yeah, the second time was in July. It's not good. I, I, double I COVID caper deal. Yeah, I had the double COVID caper deal. And yeah, I stuck at the crib coughing like a jabroni. And uh, thank God for uh, Dick Dr. Mark. He gave me the uh, the liquid ass spray. I was shooting the liquid ass up my nose. So I got my smell back in 10 days. Thanks to well, the doctors and the scientists down here in Tampa. Bubba said he got the vaccine, but he didn't want to get it. because. Uh, but his mother begged him to get it. And so he finally got it. Right, my, my right, Bubba? Come on, Howard, you know I'm a damn mama's boy, Howard. So Mama the Love Sponge said you got to get the shot, so I got it. But, right. you know, we, we're a bunch of damn down and dirty rednecks down here, Howard. We ain't got no Pfizer Mark, Moderna Mark, Johnson deal marks down here. We got the right, antibodies, right. buddy. Yeah, I know, I know, but you got to be careful. All right, listen, Bubba, I got to go, all right? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Jennifer Woods, see if we can get you back on here, okay? Well, Howard, you oh, wait, 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 shh, hold on, hold on. My buddy Gene Lasker just left the studio, so Lasker doesn't know... Homeless Johnny chopped his cock deal off, and we put it in a hot dog bun deal. So when Lasker comes back, we'll tell him it's a regular hot dog deal. We'll feed him. Hey, 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 Lasker, we got you this hot dog deal. Bud. All right. Oh, thanks, Bubba. Lasker, Lasker's don't eat it. Hot dog, hot dog deal. <coughs> oh, oh my God, deal. it's a human cock. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. <laughs> I got to get these guys back on. That's a good bit. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bob. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, but you can only do it once. You know, there's no repeating that. No. The cock deal? Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, Bub is still celebrating Cocktober, and it's, I, I'm not going to tell him it's November. You can't celebrate yeah, Cocktober. Yeah, yeah, it's time to put that thing away. Yeah, yeah you hate to see someone eat cock in November. It's, uh, <laughs> it's almost sacrilege. Uh, yeah, Bubba had COVID twice. You know, that's a uh, crazy stuff, that COVID. So anyway, that's my report on uh, radio. Okay. All right.
Yeah. Well, there's so many more ways to get music these days. There was once upon a time that there was only your local radio station. Yeah. Or a few that's right. local radio stations. So Yeah, that's when it was great. That's why I yeah. wanted to go into radio. Give me some power. Put me in the fucking, you know, made me human. I got on the radio and suddenly I was uh, somebody. Now you go on the radio, you're, you know, you're just, it's you're no big lost. deal. Nobody Everyone. can hear you. I don't know anyone I meet that isn't in radio. They all, they all got podcasts. They got a microphone. They got the whole thing. Uh, it's nothing. Everything's changed. Radio used to be very important. Not so much anymore. Everything was important. Everything changed. You imagine yeah, me. Even television is not as important as it used to be. No. Can you imagine? I was thinking if I was a kid and they had you, you porn and Pornhub, I would have been so better equipped with women. Like I would have known what to do sexually. I was so fucking naive. But today first... you'd learn how to spit on women and make them gag well, when you're shoving their, your cock in their mouths. What no. You, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine dopey me? Good idea. <laughs> like I'm with a woman. I go, what? I'm going to spit on you now. And you'd be like, what? I go, what? I just saw. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to urinate on your face. I saw it in a Chuck Berry video. <laughs> now you go into radio. Next thing you know, you're fucking delivering DoorDash. And that's, that's right. paying you more. <laughs> yeah. My man is uh, sitting there, you know, having a fucking hard time. I hate it. Guy's talented. We should have, you know, but now everyone's, I tell you, everything's changed. The, the, oh, if I had that porn, but you know what, you know where I live, you know, I live next door to this kid. I must've been about, I wonder how old I was. I must've been about 15 or 14. This kid who lives next door to me says, you got to come over and take a look in my basement window. And uh, I told you this. This I is the first time I... basement window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This kid lived next door to me. And his aunt and uncle were living in his basement. Right? Oh. And he says, you got to see this. This kid was a nice kid. I liked him too because uh, he was willing to shit. Like I, like if my aunt and uncle were living in my basement and I was going to spy on them, I wouldn't do it because you know <laughs> I wouldn't share it with my neighbors if I was spying on them. You know, I'd be too scared. But he was like, "Come on over, he you got to see what these two. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. They, he goes, "You got to see what they're doing." I was so nervous because uh, let me tell you, I lived in a tough neighborhood. If this aunt and uncle had caught us, we would <laughs> we would have gotten good and fucked up. You know what I mean? This guy, he looked tough. Anyway, I told you, they were sitting there. I look in the window, and what we creeped up like we were doing one of those uh, military drills in Afghanistan where you crawl on your belly. <laughs> crawl we, on your belly? Oh, it was God. nighttime. We crawled on our belly, and we peeked in the window, and what we saw was unbelievable. The uncle, he goes, you got to watch this. His uncle is sitting there in a lawn chair next to his wife. The wife's in a lawn chair. And he's in a lawn chair, and he's reading Playboy. And while he's looking at the Playboy, the wife is naked. She got her pants off, and he's playing with her vagina. <laughs> but he isn't even looking at her. What an insult to this woman, now that I think about it. He's staring at Playboy, rubbing her vagina. That's, That's disgusting. But it was something to see. I was like, am I seeing something here? I mean, am I seeing vagina? Am I seeing... You know, and she was a heavy set gal. 
And there was a lot of vagina and ass, and I don't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, there's and, no shaving the puss back then. No, no shave the puss. <laughs> and uh, there was hair. I didn't know what I was looking at. <laughs> but this dude, he was fully dressed, and he's looking at Playboy, and he's rubbing her vagina. And me and my in friend, a basement we were, in a lawn chair, and she can't. He can't even look at her. It was unbelievable. Then this guy was fingering his wife. He was putting his finger in there, and uh, I couldn't believe it. And I was nervous. I was like, "We're going to get caught, and we're going to get fucked up," because you know this guy's going to find me. So I, I crawled away. I wanted to watch more, but I crawled away. I you didn't see nervous. the rest. No, and then we were giggling like crazy. You know, like <laughs> like teenagers do. And when like, you saw them out and about, did you? I never saw them. I think oh, they kidding. kept. Nope. I kept. I think they kept him in the basement. That dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I never saw them out and about. Wow. So I don't know. Yeah, I got lucky. I had him. You know. What can I tell you? I wonder if he ever got caught. Your little friend there. I don't know. He was a good kid. Wonder what happened to him. Wonder what jail he's in now. <laughs> he was a good kid. He yeah, was a peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Come over, you got to see this." Knew how to be a peeping Tom? Yeah, I was like, "What's going on?" I couldn't believe it. Well, we were upset because you never, you know, you didn't have you porn or YouTube. Uh, what do you call Pornhub? We didn't have any of that. We didn't even have. I couldn't get my hands on anything. I don't know how old I was. I know I got Playboy through. Maybe I, maybe I was like twelve. I don't know, but I, that was like I was like, whoa, there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. The vagina, and oh my god, and there was a lot of vagina. A little bit. I was scared. I think, you know, but I, that image is 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 it's in my head because I remember what the dude was wearing. Wow. Man. Yeah. That's making an impression. Yeah, I was a young boy. It's like it happened yesterday. I might go. I wonder if they're still there. I want to go see them. <laughs> they might still be in the basement. <laughs> yeah, crawl on your belly and go take a look. Yo, John in New Jersey, what's up? What's happening, Howard? How are you? Long time, first time, brother. Okay, thanks, man. Hey, uh, listen, I got I, I need some advice. So January 6th, right, everybody knows what happened. So I have a friend, 15 years, that we're not friends anymore because of that, right? So he comes to my house, start talking about it. First thing he says is, well, what about, what about the riots? What about the black people rioting? I said, dude, you're a fucking racist, period. And he was like, oh, I'm a fucking racist? And then he drove off, and I haven't talked to him in, like, you know, since it happened. You know, we had, you know, I had three kids. He's been a part of my kids' lives. You know, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of people have had it with their friends. I tell you, I, uh, uh, I know a couple of people won't get vaxxed. I won't even die. I don't even want to deal with them. I won't even die. I, I'm like, get the fuck out of my life. You're a fucking moron. I don't even want to hear sense. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, dude. Yeah, I, Later. I, what, what should I do? What should I do? Nothing. You did the right thing. Don't go fuck himself. All right. Thanks, man. Do? I love you. What's the do? You'll make some new friends. Now you got me. I'm your friend. 
He was that great a friend? You have to wonder what you should do. (laughs) Well, maybe uh, let him look through the basement window and see somebody (laughs) getting fingered. (laughs) He might be a real good friend. Yeah, I don't know why he's such a great friend. Yeah, you know, it's not that hard to drop friends, honestly. You know, you can do it. Just And, you know, sometimes you got to just tell them, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. I'm done with you. I've had to do that a few times in my life. People just fucking around too much. Like, goodbye. Who needs you? Yeah, I don't have any time for your nonsense. I just don't have it. Do I have time for, uh, oh, I didn't even realize it was 10 o'clock already. Wow. Is it? Yeah. I was going to talk about this Long Island medium. This fucking special gets me crazy. I don't know. I know Sal believes. Sal's a believer in psychics, and it's so funny to talk to him about it. And he's even friends with the Long Island medium. He believes in her. He goes, most of them are scam artists, but not her. She really does have the the gift. I love that. He thinks that. What was that? What, one time yeah. I'm talking to Sal, and he goes, you know, uh, he was talking about, was remember when he was talking about heaven? Uh-huh. And he said, he believes like that- heaven is above us. Right. He said something about William Shatner. Yeah. He said uh, he was, you know, how he was moved by his space flight, you he, know, going up into space. And Sal yeah. apparently believes that he was so moved because he was so close to the spirits. Yeah. Because the spirit closer to, you know, heavenly spirits. Like he and I was literally... like, well, are they just outside? It's just <clears throat> heaven is just outside Earth's atmosphere. Well, yeah, you is? got. Yeah, you got the ozone layer, according to Sal. Then you got like a little bit of dark, and then there's heaven. So it's like a sandwich. And and uh, heaven is the first piece of bread. Yeah, right. That's right. You got it. First piece of bread. Then the, like the bologna is space, and then the ozone layer would be the other piece of bread. That's I how it see. works. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where Sal is going to go when he dies, right up there <clears throat> to the just outside the Earth's atmosphere. But I don't like um, the, the TLC aired a big special called Long Island Medium in memory of 9-11. That's kind of sacrilege you, you, to me. TLC did this. They should be condemned because she yeah. can't get on TV by herself. The Long Island medium took actual family members to three different attack locations and contacted their loved one's ghosts. Mamet watched this. He he was, hey, Mamet, you want to come in and join us for this? TLC is the learning channel. I think they, <laughs> they changed their name to TLC because it's kind of embarrassing to put the Long Island medium on and be the learning channel. And claim you're teaching people something, yeah. It's really funny with cable uh, channels. When they first start out, they really have like a a really great mission. And we know people who watch TV, myself included, I don't want to learn anything on TV. I just want fucking superheroes, SEAL Team 6. I want the Beverly Hills Housewives. You want sports. This is what you want on TV. Dancing Nobody, with the stars, the bachelorette. Yeah there, <laughs> yeah, there was some TV executive years ago who said, appeal to the lowest common denominator. It was called LCD theory, I remember. And he was right. You want people to watch TV. So, you know, when these cable channels came out, so many of them, like TLC, the learning channel, they were going to have like math teachers on and they were going to have science programs. 
five five weeks into that shit and no money's coming in and they're firing everyone, boom, get the Long Island Medium and change our name to TLC. Fuck this. A&E oh. used to be arts and entertainment. Now, I defy oh, yeah. you to find any art. <laughs> well, what's a, now it's Bravo, any right? Any other kind of performing art. What? Bravo, too, was supposed to be some highfalutin. Now Andy's yeah. running the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on there. Yeah, the Real Housewives of everywhere. Yeah, there's every franchise you can think of. That's the whole channel. Yeah, look at this. 1985, they profiled Bravo in the New York Times. And they observed that most of their programming consisted of international, classic, and independent film. Yes. That lasts for about, a I don't know, six months. Then all of a sudden they went, get us some fucking whacked out housewives. Put them on TV and let's get going. I watched the History Channel. Now all they got is pawn shops and ice road truckers. I know. It's How's a, that history? <laughs> history. <laughs> the history of pawn shops. Oh, shit. Is what history I got to tell you, though, I love those pawn shop shows. I love when the people go in and go. They, they bring in every piece of shit in their attic. And, and when the guy says to them, this shit ain't worth anything, they're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean my shit's not worth anything? I've been saving this in the attic. Go fuck yourself. Hey, dude, I'll give you $7 for it. That's it. <laughs> I'll give you $7 for the whole lot. All the stuff yeah. you brought in. It's like JD with those baseball cards. One day he's going to be on that porn <laughs> shop show. I got a baseball card. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll give you $15. $15, I spent $2,000 on this. <laughs> TLC, the Learning Channel, highfalutin idea. They had to change that name in shame. TLC. Yeah, we're going to have uh, the Learning Channel. You're going to, kid, your kids can watch it and learn science, and adults will learn too. So, yeah, great mission statement. Fuck you. Now they got hot and heavy on there. It's about, it's about good looking dudes who date fat chicks. TLC. <laughs> TLC. I heard TLC. I go, how long is it going to take for them to change? Who's the idiot who dreamt that up? TLC. TLC, the learning channel. Like there's some I just brainiac. watched a movie not too long ago, and it was Edward R. Murrow, who was like the yeah, grandfather of uh, television, television news. news. Yeah. And he was having a fight with William Paley. Because he wanted to use the medium to educate people. Who did, Morrow? Yeah. What a moron. <laughs> they don't want, you tell Morrow, said, if I was William Paley, i say, you put up some money then. Your own money. <laughs> TLC. It was really interesting. I love TLC. That's where I, I learned I love watching out of control fat people. I love it. I mean, I did but learn Howard, something. Howard, I didn't Howard, know that. Yeah. You don't talk about the fact that you're watching really sick people and you are using that as entertainment. I don't oh. like that. Well, you try, way to ruin my fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you. I, Thank you. You do learn like how morbid the obese people like bathe. I didn't know. I like, didn't know. You didn't need to know that. Off and things Not like everyone. That. Well, it's funny. It's a, it's a transition. Once they get out of bed, if they're like about 600 pounds, you can still get in the shower. Yeah. But then once you get into the 700 range, you got to find someone to hose you down outside. You have to get hosed down and they have to spend like an hour <laughs> talcum powdering like under the folds and things like that because yeah. your skin starts ripping open. Yeah, or else you get these big holes in your skin. So you got to get the talc down in there. But the talc can cause cancer. I didn't... About... 
you're not talking about the ones who have died since they've been on TV. No, don't bum everyone out. Don't talk about yeah, that. Uh, but the <laughs> other thing I didn't you. know is like 800 pound people can have sex. Like the they like they have like two year old kids on this show. It's really yeah. weird, and they always have like a thin partner. Yeah, they have the sex, they have the thin partner, but then once the kid's born, the kid is now serving them McDonald's and shit because the kid they teach the kid like a two to drive so they can go out and get the McDonald's and deliver. Well, the, I saw the one. Kid becomes I, kid, yeah, I saw one on this. You know, you're right. I'm learning more on that learning channel. They get these yeah. kids, and the kids are like in there making French toast for their fat mother, and they're like, well, they and, and like even the nurse. mother goes, they have to help talcum powder yeah. their moms and things like that, and the moms go. I feel really bad that my baby has to talcum powder my, you know, my folds in my vagina, but I don't have anyone else to rely on. And then you're like, this is fucked up. But uh, where's the skinny dude? Is he gone now? He's got to make a living or he's out oh. going buying them like the, the, a the snack, grocery. which is like, like 50 <laughs> fucking hamburgers. I don't even know where they get all the money for this food. That's what I always wonder. Like that's not mm. expensive. Yeah. Shame no, on I both do. of you. <laughs> I mean, that's why I love The Bachelor so much, because I love watching, you know, like mentally ill people date. No, Those do. people aren't mentally ill. They're just stupid, and they're only oh. stupid because they wouldn't get an education. And so it's well, okay to watch them. Unlike you, <laughs> I am not comfortable calling people stupid. I call them <laughs> mental. Thank you. And um, the other show they have, I don't know if you ever check it out, is My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Yeah, I don't and watch that one. Well, it's just funny because every week it's just about how her big, fat, fabulous life is just horrible. Like things are always just her life. She's always ready to basically kill herself because she's so devastatingly overweight. And I don't watch that one, but it. I DVR'd some. Um, they did a whole uh, show on transgender and mm -hmm. some some chick had just um, decided to become a dude, you know, and uh, she cut her tits off. And I was just like, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. But it was kind of bored, actually. She cut her she cut her tits off and then ran right to a tailor to get a suit. And uh, I was like, you know what? I thought this That's was going to be better. That's not that exciting. It wasn't that exciting, you know. People I like think, uh, years ago, someone cutting their tits off was a big deal. But now, pretty commonplace. And I, I found I got bored, so I deleted it. You well, know? do you, you watch like the drag queens that go to small towns to enlighten RuPaul? people and help the... No, it's no. not Ru RuPaul's Drag Race. It's some other... We're here is, I think, what they call it. And these no. drag queens show up in little towns where they don't have any drag queens or hmm. gay people. They've never heard of that. And they go find uh, LGBTQ youth and, and help them... Uh, tell their families and get their families comfortable with uh, the kid dressing in, you know. I'd drag. watch that. I like that. I support that. I think it's that's called, on oh, HBO. Yeah. You're right. It's called We're Here. But anyway, getting back to thing. Yeah, it, it might be. It might be too, too good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Those are like good people doing good things. Hey, so anyway, it, it, my beef is with this Long Island medium. You know, I, I I'm like Houdini. Um, I like to see these people exposed. There's no such thing as anyone with psychic powers, period. End of sentence. That's it. None of them have ever been able to prove that they have anything psychic going on. I remember in Russia, they used to do tests on these people. They started testing people here in America to see if anybody had telekinesis or, you know, any kind of ability. And Houdini exposed them all. 
All the ones who sit you down, you pay them a couple of bucks, and they're going to contact your dead relatives. So you don't Suppose believe in Russia they have a whole squad of people no. who can read your mind? Nope, I do not. <laughs> if they could, they would be the... By the way, the Russians are doing horrible. They're not doing great. <laughs> but uh, this Long Island medium, let me play these clips, uh, Mehmet, and you tell me if I miss anything or... Yeah, no, and I'm one of those lowest common denominator people you're talking about because I, I watch all these trash shows on TLC. But when I saw this, I was like, "This is this is too far." Like, it's fucked up. Finally, something shows. repulsed it's, you. Oh yeah, my god, yeah, me I too. I don't like taking. You know, someone lost someone at nine. You know, uh, at the World Trade Center. That's just you, you don't fuck with that. You just do not fuck with that. You know, it's bad enough taking advantage of anyone who loses a loved one. Uh, yeah, I just don't like you it. You can understand like why the families want to believe this is true, like, like their loved ones are okay. But for Teresa Caputo to do this, it, it's fucked up to me. I think so, too. But Sal likes it. He says it's real. But here here you go. Here to Long Island Medium. It seems like she's got two ways of communicating with the dead in this special anyway. The ghosts either show her really vague images or they speak to her in complete fully formed sentences and sometimes it's a mixture of both. It's kind of like um, an ungepachki of uh, ideas here. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Um, I don't know what this is. She shows me an eagle. Yeah, What's well, American? <laughs> the airline? Yes. Got it. Okay. And then she says, tell my daughter that I was calm, cool, and collected. Do you understand that? Yeah. Mm. Oh my it's almost God! Like, how dumb is that? Yeah. Well, it's how like, easy would it be to ghost... say, "Oh, it was an eagle"? Yeah, why can't ghosts tell you like a full thought? Like, why is it always? Yeah. I'm just getting a little. It's almost like when your Wi-Fi goes out and then comes back on again and goes out and goes back. You know, like you're like, oh, oh remember it's... when we first got television and sometimes the the picture was so fuzzy you could you could only make out characters. And by the way, the information that these ghosts seem to pass on is kind of worthless. It's like, yeah. oh, by the way, uh, I'm okay. You know, I, I was, was fine cool, when I died. Cool, calm, and collected. Hmm. How about no ghost ever says like it was horrible, like it was a terrible, frightening experience? Yeah, Nothing and like no that. ghost ever says to you, oh, here's some specific inf information to identify. Like here's the numbers to my safe. You know, something right. that would yeah. prove they can never. You know, it's always a vague kind of like, hey. By the way, when the World Trade Center blew up, it, it wasn't as bad as you might think. I was pretty calm. Everything's cool. Trust me. You don't want to be in a World Trade Center or on a plane or anything blowing up. Here she speaks to a woman whose big brother was a firefighter. Come on. He died in Tower One. So, uh, you know, and again, she's telling him what he wants to hear she's telling this dude that dying on September 11th is what her brother wanted. But anyway, check this out. You can see the second tower is collapsing. Good Lord. This is just a horrific scene and a horrific moment. Yeah. Your brother says, I would not have wanted to have died any other way. I feel that he's proud mm -hmm. of the way hmm. that he left this physical world. This was his job, his yes. favorite thing in the world. How else would he go down but the biggest thing in the world? 
So know that it is your brother's way of validating that he was okay and, more importantly, at mm. peace. Jesus. That's some heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And uh, this is what you call low-hanging fruit. People who are devastated because they lost a loved one. I'm not in touch with that guy up in heaven, but I can tell you, he would rather have lived to a ripe old age and be surrounded by his children and grandchildren as he laid in bed and died peacefully. I can tell you that. That's what he wanted. Believe me. I don't even know the dude, and I can tell you that. Let's see what else we got here. At one point in the special, Teresa was so touched by her own psychic vision, she started to cry. Yeah, she gets she oh, was caught away with man. herself. What? She, she just kind of gets carried away with her own gift as the yeah. special goes on. She was talking to the daughter of a teacher who died in a plane that struck the Pentagon. Ay, 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 vey. Your dad says, I want you to know that when we die, I was protecting mm. others. Your you dad go. makes me feel like like he was proud how he died. And he was doing what he felt all that he could do to make people feel safe and that everything was going to be okay. Because that is something that your dad offered. Why is it ghosts always say something obvious, like generic shit, you know, yeah. that anybody can make up? That's why Houdini's wife used to, after Houdini died, she would go around to psychics and say, my husband... Gave me a word that if he could communicate from the beyond to just tell me the word and I'm out of here. Not one of them. She went worldwide. Not one of them could produce that word. How about something specific? But uh, never well, happened. With Teresa Caputo, it's like she does what she does. Like, uh, you know who she is. But TLC, like the fact that no one was like, eh, maybe we shouldn't air this on September 11th. You know, well, like that's what I'm saying. That they are the culprits. They're really yeah. the wrong. You almost can't they get mad at Teresa Caputo. Well, don't get too mad at TLC either. I need that channel. I like those guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, listen, so they they made one fan. clunker. Okay, let's, yeah, that's true. Let's, I don't want anything happening to them. Let's not be too forceful about that opinion. If you don't mind keeping that to yourself, both. Yeah, no, they haven't given us <laughs> twelve great seasons of yeah, My Thousand yeah. Pound Life. Uh, thank you. And the and the thousand pound sisters. I don't want that shit going away. Yeah. How does Nobody Sal either. think this? Is, Sal, you still really think this is all legit, huh? I'm trying to understand this point of view. You really think this is real, huh? You think she's talking to the ghost? I think I think I think she provides uh, a very comforting service that uh, I agree with. Who are grieving, well, and that's a good thing, and that's how I look at it. But she's Even not if, really in touch with anybody. You don't believe that part. I do. I do believe. I do. <laughs> Even you I do feel believe stupid. she's gifted. Yeah. I, you, have you had a reading from her? I mean, you know her personally. Have you had a reading? Um, I've hung out uh, a few times. She said a few things that were pretty, pretty specific, pretty amazing. Yes. Are yes. you Are you still friends what with her ex husband? Specific. Uh, I'm still. I'm still very good friends with her ex husband. Right. Right. But are you still in her life, or did, did did he win you in the divorce? No, no, they get along great. Uh, they have a great re relationship. Uh, he was out here recently um, uh, for an event with both of them, and I attended that as well. And it, they, they get along <laughs> really well. Sounds <laughs> out of bed, Rob. Specific thing that Very she told guy. him. Okay, well, my cousin died in Italy. He used to work a uh, tractor, one of those large tractors, and the tractor <laughs> tipped over. And he fell out of the tractor, 
and the tractor fell on top of him. And she told me that specifically. And this was a third cousin in Italy. No. All right. okay. I'm I, sure if you I could specific, I'm specific. Well, I'd like know. to hear that. Did you tape it by any chance? No. I did not tape it. It was just in I passing, guarantee you, you know. if I heard it, you know, I would know. Or either the husband mentioned to her that, please, Sal, just come on. It's all well, bullshit. I, I, it's a bullshit I, artist thing. And that, it's that's horrible if you business. Believe that, Howard, if I you believe that, that it's, totally I believe fine. it's really the worst thing you could do in life is telling a, a grieving person you're in touch with their dead friends and charge money well, for it. If, if it's, if it's not true, yes. But if it's true, if you do have that ability, then I think it's, I think she's providing a great amount of comfort right. to people. We disagree. One of the yeah, ghosts made Teresa experience what it was like inside the burning buildings. Here is, uh, here it is. This is the heavy part of the show. I, can, I, I don't know how else to explain or interpret this to you, but I can feel the dizziness. I can feel the lightheadedness. Mm. I can feel the smoke. And I feel like I become unconscious before I perish. So I want you to know that I did not suffer to my death. Nice. Did not suffer. Oh, not being able to breathe and, yeah. and every breath being on fire is not suffering? Jeez. Hey Sal, what did what was your whole theory that Shatner had a good experience with the um, going up in space because he was closer to heaven, right? And he got in touch well, with the heavenly. Well, not Spirit. necessarily closer to heaven, but I think the whole universe, that area of the universe that's been undiscovered and that we know so little about, once he entered into that realm, once he left planet Earth. He was overcome with this great euphoria. And I thought, this is a man who's been through everything. He's had hit TV shows, even hit records by, you know, by being a good yeah, But didn't you say that, that, that he was closer to the spirits? Because I guess the spirits were up there. He wasn't in the there. universe, believe- Sal. He hardly got out of gravity. Well, Gra- Robin, when you think of spirits, what do they do? Do they walk or do they float? See, he's backpedaling gravity. He's backpedaling. He told no, us no, the other no, day that no, yes, Shatner right. was closer to heaven. And we said, Sal... Stop it. You know, how do you figure that? Oh, well, well, you go up, you go up (laughs) for the sake of eliminating an argument. Let's say he was closer to heaven. I'm saying he was in a different realm and he was overcome with this great euphoria that he felt obligated. Okay, this is a this is a a backpedal. He said he was closer (laughs) to the spirits. Play the tape. Play the tape. Well, where did Shatner actually go, Sal? He didn't go into the universe. Right, but Robin, wherever he went when he left Earth, <laughs> That's something where happened is. to him. We can agree on that. All right. With the help of the ghost, Teresa started <laughs> maybe, having maybe. trouble Heaven's breathing. Everywhere. Heaven's everywhere. Here's your buddy, Teresa. <laughs> Teresa, with the, the ghost, made it hard for her to breathe because she felt like she was in the building right before it went down. This is the, this is heavy. Ready? So, I am. I'm starting already with the choking. <clears throat> Um, I am having a lot of difficulty breathing, but I can feel my throat <clears> closing and the choking. It's because your husband has me in the building. He made me feel he was higher, and I do feel like I stayed where we were when the building collapsed. Hmm. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like... <clears throat> she it's makes crazy so much stuff. Sal. No wonder he believes in her. I guess she, yeah, she's saying the ghosts are making her feel like the smoke is in her lungs, like she is, she's experiencing exactly what the. Yeah, but she did. says he was higher up. I stayed where, I don't know, where did she stay? She stayed somewhere. 
I don't know. Why would the ghost, even the ghost is being kind of a dick, putting her through that. I mean, I think. That's what, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that too. The other yeah, ghost would do that. <laughs> I got to get in on this racket. You know, it would be something to take people's money and tell them I'm in touch with their dead. I'm thinking of doing a special on TLC where, like, I come in and contact the victims of the potato famine. And, uh, <laughs> uh, your husband's telling me he was hungry, but he didn't suffer. Once, once he got past the, the initial hunger, it, he didn't feel anything anymore. And boy, he just wanted some potatoes. That's what he's saying. He wants a potato. But he can't get a potato. He's frustrated. He's very frustrated. I'm telling you. I'll be, I'll move to Florida and become the Florida medium. I can't be the Long Island medium. I, you know, I can't, sure I can't lift that her. area. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm seeing a white car. We, I know someone with a white car. How else would I know that? How else would I know that? I obviously have psychic powers. I'm proving it. I'm seeing. Hmm. But yeah, the potato famine, I can feel the hunger of all the people right now. And your husband's telling me he liked, he didn't mind dying that way. That's exactly how he wanted to go. N not having any potatoes. He gave his potato to somebody else. And that's why yes. he died. Your husband wants you to know he shared his potatoes with other villagers. During the famine, and uh, starving to death. An image of a potato. Yes, and and he says starving to death was the way he wanted to go. In fact, <laughs> now I'm seeing family members. Do you have any family members? Oh, you do. Okay, I see family <laughs> members. That's what I see. I'd be good at that. I'm telling you. I think I could. I could get a lot of money that way. I could do a special on TLC. Howard Stern contacts Batman's parents, the Waynes. What was it? Thomas Wayne and uh, I don't know what the mom's name, Batman's mom's name. Martha? No, Martha was Superman's mom. That's Superman's oh. mom, yeah. That's a different special. That's when I contact uh, Jonathan and Martha Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, or Bruce, if I may call you by your name. Uh, Bruce, I see your father. I see him, and they know you're Batman, and they want you to know they're proud of you being Batman. They like the way you're saving Gotham City. They like it, and they like how you are not afraid of the Joker and the Riddler and the Penguin, and and they're proud of you, okay? And they say, you go, you keep going because you're the only one who can stop the Joker, and and, and, and that's it. And they, and they don't like the Joker's voice, and they don't think he's funny. That's what they say, Bruce. I'm not kidding. Your parents are telling me that, um, and I don't know how to bring this up, but they're very concerned about your relationship with Robin, your sidekick. They like the whole Batman thing, but the, the boy is very young. He worked in a, a circus, and it just looks inappropriate with those short shorts he's wearing. That's, you know, that's their two cents, not mine. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, but... The boy is You're under in age. tights. He's in tights. <laughs> right. And they don't understand why he's your ward. Like, what is that? They want to know. That's what they are saying. Your parents, not me. And um, I'm seeing now your parents are showing me something remarkable. Does this mean anything to you? A, um, a tank-like car with a detachable motorcycle. Does that make sense to you? Does it? Oh, it does? That's, oh, the Batmobile. Okay, okay, okay.
Okay, Bruce. I understand. And 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 lastly, they are disturbed that you live with an older gentleman and they're not sure what the relationship is between the young boy and this older guy serving you and calling you Master Wayne. You know, your parents are very traditional people. They haven't accepted uh, your relationship. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. They say they, they like the bat symbol. They like the large light in the sky. They like oh, it. okay. Um, they like it. They like it. They like it very much. that, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a signal with a bat, a bat, and they like it. They're smiling. <laughs> you join me next more time. Specific information than Teresa Caputo. Like she would just say, yeah. your parents are proud of you. Proud of you. They're proud of you, and they're proud of the way you tackled the Joker. There and we're go. glad we that. died the way we did. Right. That's right. They're glad the Joker <laughs> shot us. It was very peaceful. Yeah, the Joker shot both parents, right? He yeah. shot the. I'm getting that right now. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> there you go. How you like my special? I, anyway, that's I would watch up. this special. It's good. Howard Stern, the the Florida psychic, contacts Bruce Wayne's parents. <laughs> People like it. Yeah, they, they say they love dying in a back alley as the Joker put a bullet in them. Wouldn't want it to have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> what a message. Unbelievable. All right. Anyway, hey, thanks, Mehmet. That was a, a good call. Long Island medium. Mehmet bringing that to my attention. I like that. We should probably get out of here. I just saw the time. It's 1025. Stay much longer. It'll be tomorrow. I don't want to be here tomorrow. And then we have to do another show, right? Oh, right. <laughs> Actually, uh, tomorrow uh, we'll uh, be speaking with Kristen Stewart. I like her. She was on here once before. She just uh, did yes, a big movie where she plays Lady Di. There's a lot of there's a lot of interest all of a sudden in Lady Diana, and I don't know why, but it, there, there is specials. There was the Broadway show that didn't last. Right. Uh, books, everything. Princess Di. I don't know why a resurgence right now. People love her. They love her, and they're fascinated by her. And um, it must kill. Charles, every time one of these things come up, oh my because God. he never comes off good. Well, I saw Kristen's movie. I saw The uh, Crown I watched. Yeah. And Prince Charles, is, uh, the, the way they paint this guy, he's a fucking vampire douchebag. <laughs> I mean, my God, the guy's Douche. just hard. Could he really be that bad? Could he be that fucked up? Douche. The way they portray I mean, his him, kids I mean, love him. I mean, I you know, I wonder if who knows? You know, we're not uh, being a little harsh or too hard on him. I don't know, but in the movie that Christmas, I mean, it's like the poor woman's going insane from this Prince Charles. She's like ready to jump out the window. Well, oh, that wow. whole I watched that movie, and it was like every moment is torture. Torture. Reminded me of Diary of a Mad Housewife, where you just go quietly insane. But uh, we'll yeah. talk to her about it tomorrow. I don't want to. Um, yeah, the movie's called Spencer, by the way, because her name was Lady Diana Spencer. There you go. And um, Ed Sheeran on Wednesday. I know I read in the paper he had COVID and he had to cancel a lot of stuff, but I think he's going to be able to be on he's our show so up? far. Yeah, yeah, we're going right. to be able to talk to Ed Sheeran 
See what's going on with him. I think he's doing I've okay. I've been watching him on The Voice. Being oh, yeah. Rich. I saw that, too. It's really weird. I mean, if if Ed's, well, I'll talk to Ed about that, The Voice. I got to talk to him about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Dominic, you have the last word in California. Hey, Howard. How's it going? Okay. Um, how you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> Everything's good, man. Um, yeah, um, I was on my 600 pound life. What? I don't know if you, I was he, on my 600 pound life. He was one oh. of the guys on 600 pound life. No kidding. Dominic. I seem, to, yeah. I seem to remember that yeah. name. Dominic. Yeah. How you yeah. doing, pal? You lose any weight? Um, slowly, but surely, but I'm on my own now doing it. So no surgery, but I'm down to like 600. Under 600. What was your top weight? Yeah. Uh, my top weight was 675, 677. Okay. So you got yeah. yourself down to, what? what's the matter? Doctor now couldn't convince you to lose weight? Um, well, he, he did. Um, we did. But it was, I guess, miscommunication because... Um, yeah, it was kind of tough, you know, because I was um, homeless. See, you a know? lot of these dudes who've got the uh, weight issue, they don't like this doctor now because they're like, he's so mean, he doesn't understand how hard this is, and blah, 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 you know, and they use the excuse and then they drop out of the program. What mm-hmm. was the, uh, what's the hardest part about being over 600 pounds? Um, I think the anxiety and pressure on my bones it's really like the depression. Yeah. You know, for the rest of us, we're always, I mean, for me, I'm always like, Jesus, just lose the fucking weight, but it ain't so easy. I mean, these, you know, these guys. Once you get to a certain point, yeah, it's not easy uh, to to drop 600, you know, like, I mean, that's like 400 you need to drop pounds. 450 pounds or something. Yeah. And my situation, I was homeless and living in a van with my brother. What was uh, what's the most amount of food you've eaten in one sitting? In one sitting, probably like a pizza and a half, a large pizza and a half. Nice. And then, like, would you top it off with a shake and maybe get some fries too? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I bet you. I bet you that pizza goes down nice with a couple like ten cokes and. uh, (laughs) You get toppings on that pizza, or you just go straight for the regular pizza? Um, if I can afford it, some toppings. Yeah, I got to tell you, most of this stuff, it's pizza that's killing. I mean, they outlaw really? pizza. I swear to God. I mean, uh, I'm seeing a lot of these shows. It's pizza that these guys are eating every minute. Do you Maybe get that's the pizza problem. with the cheese and the crust? Yeah. Oh, that's gross. Oh, you do. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> he knows. But he knows better than to put extra cheese in the crust. All yeah. right, Dominic. Listen, I wish you luck, pal. I mean, if I was you, I would go on Doctor Now's diet and get your health together because, you know, you want to live. You want to live. Yeah. You can do it, pal. Thanks, Howard. All right. Later. Thanks a lot. Bye. Sad. All right. So. Sad stuff. One of the people you watch is watching, uh, listening to us. Yeah. 
Oh, too bad. I had a fake doctor now to yell at him. Uh, doctor now, you want to yell at him? Go ahead. <laughs> hey, why you don't listen to me? Even your phone sounds like shit. You don't do anything right. You don't do the work. What's your problem? <laughs> shit, get that guy back what on. Kind of van? <laughs> this is too what good. What kind of van you going to leave in for to support 600 pounds? It must be made for the military at that weight. Doctor, now is the people get really upset because he's like, dude, you're going to kill yourself. Just fucking yeah. follow the diet and get some motivation. Come on, man. You can do it. And then I'll operate on you. But you got to show me you got some willpower. You hey, have and, to do the work. Right. You don't want it, to it, do it, the work. You want to sit there and you wonder why you're 800 pounds. It's not a right. secret. If you eat it, uh, 20 pizza a day, it's not a secret. Yeah, yeah you're so right, Dr. I don't Dr. think now. the doctor is very good if they have to do all the work. <laughs> yeah, they want he's the doctor to do all the work. Well, he, he says, look, man. To... Oh, wait, hey, wait, I got Dominic back on. Hold on, doctor, now. Right. Dominic, doctor, right. now wants to talk to you, okay? Uh, okay. Dominic, you remember me? This is doctor now, you remember? Yeah, hey, doc. Why you don't? Why you don't do the work? Why you sit there, you eat pizza, you sit down, you don't get up, and you think you wonder why you are 500, 600 pounds. It's not a secret. Yeah, I know, Doc. Hey, Doc, now. What? Yeah. You should even be more unintelligible. You're almost too clear. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you saying here? You think pizza is a part of a diet? What's the diet you know you eat? Pizza here. That's ridiculous. And one more thing. Why your phone? Your phone connection sounds like a shit. Sound like a shit I took last week is your phone, Dominic. Why are you eating so much? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Dominic. Yeah, not, Dominic, listen to me. Maybe Dominic didn't you follow you, Doctor, now because he couldn't understand what the <laughs> fuck you were talking about. Yeah, really simple. Really simple. Listen to me. You All didn't right. make a choice. You can either be fat. Or you'd be homeless. But you can't be fat and homeless. It's impossible. <laughs> Where are you going to find a tent to get around your big body? My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. You're you can't be both. Uh, Dr. Now is saying, Dominic, you can't, you can't be, be both. both. Make right. a choice. What are you going to do? Make a choice. Yeah, right, right. Dr. Now is. You what, have to make choices. He's got to gotta say yeah. something to inspire Dominic. He's still 600 pounds. Yeah, wait. I tell you why you why don't you you take a new diet? You take a piece of a duct tape, you put the duct tape over your mouth, and you can't <laughs> eat no more. It's so <laughs> simple. Yeah. It's well, Dominic, duct tape diet. Don't you want the surgery with Doctor Now? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. How much weight show. does he have to lose to get the surgery? You got to usually show doctor now a hundred pounds, you know, and that ain't, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, come on, cut out a couple of meals, you'll lose a hundred pounds at that weight. If you're you mo not moving, you have just one pizza. It's a good diet. Instead of <laughs> one four pizza, pizza, you have one pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. It's true. You eat one pizza, you'll lose a hundred pounds instead of four. Take I tell that to everyone. I say, it's a, this is radical, but listen to Dr. Now. You, instead of four pizzas, you have one pizza, you're going to lose a lot of weight. What are you going to, 
Uh, and Dominic, what about shitting, man? That's I, I watch your show. It, it, shitting is the tough part, right? Oh yeah, and it was, it was always hard to find a place to go to the bathroom when I when I was homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever yeah, just he's shit living your in pants? a van. He's right. living in a van. Do you ever just shit yeah. your pants and just My say "fuck God. it"? I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> no, no. I I think one time Dominic did do that in front of me. I be yeah, very honest. <laughs> I was sitting there and oh my god, I almost. I have a good hair. My hair went gray because I Dominic. smelled the shit coming out of his pants. And it's hard to it's hard to bathe too. And when you're homeless, like you probably uh, didn't smell that good, right? Yeah, it was. It got pretty bad sometimes when we couldn't make it to the find a place to shower. Mm, see, Robin, it's uh, very hard. Yeah. And what you about your f- go to a car wash. Right. So, go to yeah. a car wash. Yeah. Without a car. I just walk right. through the <laughs> car wash. Exactly. You show up and you say, I need one car wash. You don't do the wax. And you put in the code and they're going to wipe your ass. Dominic, <laughs> you into checks at all? Are you into girls? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you have you ever been able to get laid, or is it too hard when you're that fat? Um, there's um, yeah, I can, I did, I have with um, the ladies that provide that service. Oh, you went to a hooker. Yeah, yeah. And what'd you do? You lay on your back and they hop on the pen? Did they hop on the penis? Yeah, we had to angle it right, but yeah. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that's it's like a geometry stuff. project. Get right. the right angle. <laughs> algebra. Yeah. Dr. Nash says it's more like algebra, uh, Robin. He's <laughs> you. Algebra. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I a lot of these dudes. A lot of these dudes on 600 Pound Life have girlfriends or wives. So, you know, Dominic, maybe you'll meet Miss Wright. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. It isn't impossible. I know that. All right, Doctor. Now, uh, thank you. Do you have any last words of encouragement for Dominic? Yeah, I have a saying. I say all the time to the people. I say, if one pizza a day, keep a thousand pounds away. Just remember this. It's good. Thanks a lot, Doc. Thank you, doctor. All right, Dominic. And stop eating. Do some goddamn weight. Stop eating so much. Why are you when eating you, so much? Dominic, when you bang that girl, like, like, I, how many times have you been to a hooker? Yeah, just a few times. Yeah. Not in a what, long time either. Do any of them leave? Or are they like, hey, I, I've never fucked a 600-something-pound guy. I can't handle this? Or do they pretty much stay? Um. Yeah, they stay. And how much do they charge? I would think. Do, do, do they charge I would you more? Think they mo- run out of the house like the monsters. <laughs> do you? Do you? Uh, do, do they charge you extra money? Do they go look? You're a big guy, and there's a little, there's a little hard. So surcharge, maybe, yeah, a surcharge. Uh, not really. No, it was just a set amount. What is the set amount? Oh, this was like two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. How do you find these girls? Like, do you go, like, in your car and take a look around, or do you call them on an app? What do you do? Uh, Actually, it was on um, 
vacation in Vegas. Nice. So it was like over the phone. Yeah. And do they blow you? Well, I'm, or or like are they like, eh, I'm not down for that. I'll just sit on your peen. Yeah, they just sat on the team. <laughs> nice. All right, I understand because you know it's hard. Uh, it's hard for you to clean yourself down there, so they probably, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're supposed Still to be a medical phone. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had that dry heave. They said the dry heave. <laughs> 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 now losing some weight. But uh, yeah, you know, to me, the Howard, when he's when he has sex, he's not even moving. He's sitting there. He's not even doing exercise when he fucked a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the, the guy wa- the the guy wants to get laid, and I understand that he's a man. Uh, Dominic, how old are you? Uh, I just turned thirty nine. Okay, so you know, hopefully, you'll get this under control, and maybe we'll. Uh, uh, We'll find your woman. That, to me, is a big motivator. I remember when I got heavy, I wanted to uh, look sexy in my clothes. Like, I was watching a lot mm. of MTV back in those days, and I said, you know what? I'll get one of those nice David Lee Roth physiques and get myself some nice <laughs> clothes. You know what I mean? And I had all kind of fantasies that I'd look like a rock star. Sometimes that helped. That helped me lose the weight. Yeah, but you didn't have an addiction. I don't know what I had, but I was a mess. <laughs> you saw me. She made fun of me, too. I want to say something about Robin. She made fun of me. She made fun that my what? thighs and things, the way, they, the way my pants rub together. She goes, boy, there's a lot of friction. You're going to light your pants on fire. They're rubbing together <laughs> when you walk. You made fun of me, too. No, I never did. Yes, you, yes, you yes. Stop Remember it. I love you. Remember when we first crazy? worked together in Washington? Go ahead. And we were going to Roy Rogers every day. Yeah, And I one day came in and I said, oh, my goodness, Howard, in a commercial break, yeah. I said, Howard, I can't even button my pants. Yeah. Well, that, I said, you know, I've gained so much weight. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the commercials were over, guess what? You told the entire audience. Guess what? Robin just showed me she can't button her pants. She's gotten so fat. That's called being helpful. You got thin as a oh, pin after that. Telling you that you were causing friction and you were going to you, fight on fire. You look gorgeous after that. You had some bod. You were like skinny after I made that little comment. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, you know, I used to watch like David Lee Roth or these, you know, like the bands like Cinderella and stuff. And these guys were all thin and everything. And I'd be like, I want to, you know, oddly, now I do look like David Lee Roth. We look very similar. But, uh. Finally. Finally. <laughs> After all that work. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Dominic, thank you. Come on, pal. You can do it. I don't want to lose you, Dominic, all right? All right. Thanks a lot, Howard. Come on, pal. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Take we love you. Take care of here. yourself. Yeah. And, Doctor, Please. now Put you down take the care. Hamburger. Right. <laughs> Put down the hamburger, Dominic. What did you eat today? No more bacon. What did you eat today? Uh, Be honest. Tell the truth. Uh, Eat eat like, it's kind of early over here on the West Coast, so I um, haven't eaten anything, really. Nah. Yeah, no. Horseshit. What are you planning <laughs> on eating? <laughs> Horseshit. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Okay, all right. early, Dominic. West Coast. I think he, I think he just ate his phone. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Dr. Now. now.
Uh, Dr. Now, you bad boy. All right, bye, Thanks, Dr. Uh, now. Bye, Dominic. Take care, Dominic. You take care, okay? Bye, All right, later. Thank you. Bye, Robin. Thanks for calling. Wear a muzzle. I bet you Dominic had a hard time on Halloween. Oh. You still there, Dominic? Yeah, I'm still here. What'd you eat on Halloween? Did you have candy? Uh, no candy. No candy. Well, I should have went out walking to get the candy. Right. <laughs> yeah, you no have candy. Butter, did you have the butter fingers? <laughs> no, no butter fingers. All right. Okay. Yeah. Later. Beth and I were taking a walk the other day, and we were talking about Halloween. We go, oh, remember this candy, that candy? We talk about the candy. We don't actually eat it. We just talk about it. That's the safest thing. Oh, my God. So many candies. She likes completely different candy than me, but. Is that right? Yeah. She likes candy that I wouldn't even eat. Wouldn't even interest me. Like what? All that, like, like, um. Like the Sour Patch Kids and then the Lick oh. Made, what they used to have in the straw, all that sugary. She likes um, she likes those um, what the fuck was it? Uh, like 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 you know when they like on Halloween they have like those pumpkins and uh, the you, you little uh, candy corn, and then there was that yeah that jelly loves, kind of thing with the sugar she, all around it. Not the jelly, but she loves the candy corn and she likes dots. Remember dots? You rip oh, them off yes, the paper, yes, and I'm like, ah. Yes. I can't stand that. First of all, half the time you got paper in your mouth. I don't know who makes those. Right. But they don't easily come off the paper. And then you no, stick them in your mouth. stuck on the back of it. They're horrible. She eats that kind of candy. And I'm like, give me those Goldenberg's peanut chews. Give me milk duds. <laughs> give me that black cows. Oh, my God. Sugar daddies and black cows. Oh. Give me that kind of crap. Anything goobers. Anything nuts and chocolate. Uh-huh. Peanut M&Ms. Give me that. Inject that into my veins right before I go. <laughs> right before I leave the planet. Is Give that what me. you want? Oh, my God. I want to have one fucking crazy food orgy. If I know I'm going, I'm just going to have, like, peanut M&Ms. First, I'm going to have probably either McDonald's or one of those with the shake, the chocolate shake. I want, you know uh-huh. what I want? One of those brain freezes, the ones with the Oreos in them. Oh, oh, okay. I want all that crap. That's where I'm at. And then I'll just go off into oblivion. That's the problem. You just don't know how long you're going to live. <laughs> you don't know how to do it. Like my parents, you know, my mother's always like, oh, I've had enough. I've had enough. It's enough already. I go, but if that was the case and you really I go why don't you just like drink a ton of wine or have alcohol with dinner no we don't do that I go, why don't you just have a fucking shitload of candy and no no we don't want to do that and i'm like well then you know why are you being why are you living such a healthy lifestyle if you want to go you know right <laughs> i want it all Want one of those chocolate Easter rabbits? Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. I want to eat an entire pizza just like Dominic. <laughs> I do with a shake. You mm. know what, what's going to happen? You're going to be happen? like those uh, people who they decide they're going to commit suicide mm. and they have themselves a nice dinner 
and some wine and then they take all their pills and then they get sick and throw up. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's what happens when you eat all that stuff that you never eat. It makes you sick. Well, I'll work into it. I mean, man. Oh my God. I go to my parents. Well, if you, if you don't want, if you're tired of life, then you, you certainly, you live a very healthy lifestyle, but you know, you're not acting like it. We want to live a long, miserable life. <laughs> well, you're getting your wish. You're getting your wish. There you go. You're outlasting everyone. Okay. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. And uh, goodbye. Coming Wednesday. How you doing, Ed? Howard catches up with four-time Grammy winner, singer-songwriter. I'm pretty good, man. And member of the Order of the British Empire, Ed Sheeran. Is it that quick? Yeah, do you know what? The best songs come... In 20 minutes. I love it.